Hey, you all, a special thank you to our amazing and growing Patreon.com patrons. Jennifer, Karen, Julia, Mary, Kevin, Robin, Jenny, Anna, Barbara, Susie, Diane, Stephanie, Terry, Erica, Jill, Joe, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, they get early access to our episodes. My eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. And if you're unfamiliar with Patreon.com, it's a wonderful little site whose mission is to support creative work. There, you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. And if you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on Patreon.com forward slash The Workroom Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E on.com. The link is also in the show notes. Now let's get to it. I have a question for everyone talking about the river right now. Usually you have a specific favorite sound that you like to listen to. I like the rain. I like ocean waves. I like children sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like clamping. It's my favorite thing to do now. Um, so you, you just could roast it. Okay, melt this. <laughs> I think it's about time for bed. Oh, okay. Good night, guys. See you tomorrow. This is very long overdue, but I know this is a competition and we're all here to win. Have a good sleep. When we come back from glamping, that's it. Game on. Hello, all you lovely, amazing listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Ernest. And I'm Patricia. Yay! Welcome back, Patricia, into the workroom. Um, and for those of you who celebrate things, Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday Season, Happy Great Conjunction, Happy whatever day it is that you're listening to this. Um, happy New Year. Yay! Happy New Year. So, um, so happy to be up with you all in the workroom. Um, amazing listeners. So, just to remind y'all, we love hearing from you. So please keep sending us your questions, gossip, rants to us in the workroom at gmail.com. And that's I in the workroom at gmail.com. And you can also um, hang out with us on Instagram, Facebook. Um, and uh, let's see here. Yeah. I, we, oh my gosh, I'm so terrible at these intros. I'm going to have to edit this, but it's fine. Um, for, <laughs> so great so um for our wonderful patreon patrons please stay tuned for our next bonus episode where we're continuing our journey um along a stitch in time the historical fashion sensation with amber butchot and we, we will be going into episode number four where amber butchot digs into a very infamously misunderstood painting of dido elizabeth bell so uh hope to see you over there soon and um Patricia. <laughs> yes. Just checking in because you are fresh faced and fresh eyed with season 12. Um, any yes. thoughts about last episode or would you like to integrate them with your thoughts on, on this episode here? Because we are coming off of a, of a very dramatic episode. Um, so yeah, just wanted to see if you had anything to say on the top before we headed to uh this one 
well, I will just say that the um, brief return of Sandro was, thankfully, it seemed very coached by Tim Gunn. And mm-hmm. that was good, but still very jarring. Um, yeah. But that said, I, I was very proud of how people in the workroom found a lot of um, room in their hearts to be kind. Mm-hmm. So I liked I liked that part. Yeah. About the, <laughs> that whole shenanigans. Yeah. Um, but, but I'll say more about repeating drama. Okay. Throughout this episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's still like kind of lingering. All right. So let's get into this new episode. We're coming off of our third unconventional materials challenge. A very you know very tense one and. With this episode, we're opening at Refinery Hotel, and we have Jeremy first, who is so thrilled to have won. He's very chipper, very excited, and we have um, Justin, who's relieved that Ken is still here. So we're this this is sort of like a rehashing of 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 yesterday's really really tense um, uh, elimination of Sue, we'll say, and coming off of that really limit. Uh, intense challenge or group challenge with Sue, Alexandria and Ken. Um, We get a little bit of Ken who this is, this is fresh. I think fresh off of that taping of the elimination where he just declares that Alexandria reminds him of Judas from the Bible. And that if he had to put a face on Judas, it would be the face of Alexandria's. Um, So he's kind of like, He's feeling it hurt to the core. And we also have Alexandria in the other hotel room who is talking about how she's coming. She's come from this last challenge, very humbled and is trying to treat it as a learning experience. And um, we can kind of see straight off the bat that she's still pretty rattled from the the day before. Um, and I will, and I have to talk about this transition because it goes from this very, I would say that the the intro of last season or the last episode, like the recap is very long um, compared to other episodes uh, from the season. And we go from this very heavy rehashing to a little bit of silliness (laughs) because they leave the hotel and it's time to go to the runway to meet Heidi. And then Tim's also on the runway this morning. And I'm just like, thank God, like here's some lightness and here's a little bit of a, a wardrobe joke, I guess, because Tim is wearing a camouflage suit and Alexander is scandalized. He's just like, uh, what is Tim wearing? Tim is wearing a khaki suit that has camouflage on it. And then Heidi is in what looks like a jumpsuit outfit. And it's so wonderful that the two of them side by side, um, I would say Jeremy is correctly thinking that this is military related, but it's not. And it's just like, yeah, as you can see, we're dressed for the outdoors. And my question was like, aren't we all? <laughs> what <are> you, <laughs> you're dressed for the outdoors? Like, like can you be like, more specific? What do you mean by the outdoors? It's so yeah. funny. Like, are we going to sit on a rooftop? Or are, like, what does that mean? Like, what urban outdoors? Like, rural outdoors? Exactly. Suburban outdoors? Like, aerial outdoors? I aquatic mean, outdoors? Heidi looks like. <laughs> She's going anywhere in New York City. Okay. Heidi looks like she's going to take a pottery class 
<laughs> yes. Okay. Oh my God. By the way, because it's the time of the year, yeah. I just want to say that Heidi Klum has like a three-second cameo in Mariah Carey's Christmas special. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> Now I have to watch it even more. <laughs> three seconds. It's three seconds. And you know what? It's really in the beginning. So if, if you watch the first 10 minutes, you'll, you'll see it. But I think I think the whole Mariah Carey special is worth from start to finish. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. What a... It's super cute. Super it's cute. So, yeah, it's so great. Because like, we all know that Heidi loves to dress up for things. And that... Okay. All right. Great. Wonderful to know. Um, so so speaking of like a, like a wardrobe joke, I... I I was like I bet this could have been an even sillier little thing, but I'm wondering if Tim refused to put on like some wellies or refused to carry out fishing poles or some other kind of clue right. about what they're right. doing, and he's just like, listen, this is the this is the farthest that I'm gonna go is this camo, uh, dinner jacket and these camo very well um tailored pants. <laughs> I'm not doing anything more than this because uh, Tim is horrified by his own outfit. He's like, look at me. <laughs> look what I'm wearing. And this is as outdoorsy as I get because I'm a city lover. So um, so Heidi introduces a little bit of a clue. She's like, you've been trapped in a concrete jungle long enough. You need to get the heck out of here. And Tim is like, yes. So with that in mind, friends, just letting you know that um, – our wonderful people over at Resource Water are sending you on a camping trip. This is a Resource Water sponsored challenge, a camping trip. And so everyone's just like, oh my God, I love camping. This is great. This is wonderful. Justin is like, I love it. Dom is, Dom is so excited. And then you have like a record scratch. Ken, uh, <laughs> everyone thinks that because I'm from the South, that I'm a nature boy. I am not a nature boy. I don't like walking in the dirt. I am not sleeping in a tent. And this is a moment where I'm like, I know that Ken is the most ornery person on the season. Um, <laughs> consistently a downer, consistently negative. But here is where I was just like, you're like me. Same. I agree yeah. totally with Ken. Yes. I like, like I'm. I think being in nature is way more scary than being in Queens at midnight, yeah. Staten Island at midnight, yeah. like everywhere. Yeah. Like I find this like way more scary. Yeah. But no, a mosquito um, in a swamp. Not, okay. Not saying that campsites are at swamp. I'm being, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but yeah, no <laughs> bugs in nature um, without all of the gear to keep me from getting bitten. I don't like it. I mean, I've gone like walk for walks with friends to like um, Haha Bear Mountain, not not too far from here, mm -hmm. like about a forty-five minute drive from where I live, and we literally saw a bear. We literally saw a bear just like right less than five feet away from us, mm -hmm. and. I mean, I didn't panic, but I was like, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. This is not, like, I'm, I can't imagine spending the night, like, there and just thinking, like, oh, I'm bare food. No. Mm -mm. No. No. <laughs> I do not. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And and it's, like, I feel like we're both very resilient people, which also is why we can live in the city. <laughs> but I, I make a distinction between resilient and roughing it i just am not 
I'm no. not into I'm not into it. So it, at this <sighs> point, I'm like, yeah, I totally identify with more with Ken than I do with Dom at this moment. So um, and then Tim, I think, puts a lot of other fears to rest where he's just like, let me correct myself. Let me clarify. This is a glamping trip. It's how fashion designers camp. It's an upscale, sophisticated version of camping. And I'm just like, oh, great. No, perfect for me, Patricia and Ken. This is great. Yeah, but where were the bathrooms? We didn't, I mean, for me, like the other problem with any kind of camping, which I'm not into, I mean, glamping, I mean, I feel like, please give me a break. That It's really like being able to have a place to like, a well-lit place to look for deer ticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? How, how do I see if I have any bites? And, you know, I'm allergic to like things I don't even know. Yeah. So if you're allergic to the world and you're trying to monitor the situation, I'm not going to go in a lake in the dark. So yeah. what, what is glamping? Like, what are the bathrooms like? What's the lighting situation so there? The like, like I all, <laughs> and I've looked into this because I've had friends who have asked me to go camping with them. And I'm just like, absolutely not. How was that fun? And then my, um, after, I think it was after watching this episode, I was like, there's a thing called glamping, excuse me. And yeah, there are sites where the bathrooms are well lit. They're clean. Um, they're usually people around, like people who work there. Um, it's not, you know, you know, a thing where you have to kind of go in the middle of the woods and, and look for leaves and stuff and bury shit. I don't know, like actually, like literally bury shit. So it's, um, <laughs> It's yeah. It's one of those things where I'm like, oh, is there a bed or, 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 or are there like mattresses on the ground? I'm just, just very. <laughs> I can sleep on the floor. I don't mind the bats, but I'm like, yeah. okay, the spiders, the ticks, all the other things that bite. Yeah, man. <laughs> I and I don't like the, the bats. Snakes, yeah. The bears. Yeah. Oh, bats are good. Bats are good. I know you told me. All the things that bite. Yeah. I just. They're so cute. Yeah, I know. I have a thing about bats. It's weird. Like I don't complain about anything except for camping. I have to say, like it's everything (laughs) except for camping or walking around in the middle of the woods or a rainforest. And I'll say that I I I came into this part of myself when I studied abroad in in Costa Rica, and it was the most uncomfortable semester of my life <laughs> where I was like, Oh man, I thought I was a badass, And I just got to Costa Rica and Costa Rica was like, no, you are uh, not, you are not, a, you are kind of like a, you know, a softy when it comes to this. Like, no, no, you, you're not as tough as you think you are <laughs> like, okay, here we are. So yeah. So with this, I, I do, I would prefer glamping, even if it was a part of where I'd have to, you know, sleep under mosquito net uh, that's fine but as long as i have a bathroom and a shower and some running yeah. water yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> man okay all right enough enough complaining i i feel bad about complaining so much but uh <laughs> just saying they're going to this upscale thing um resource water is paying for it and heidi is giving them 30 minutes to pack their bags so Tim is already packed, so he's going to go ahead and make sure that everything's set up and everything's fine for them, and then he, they're going to meet them there um, in nature. So here comes one of my favorite parts of this episode. Um, it's not about the process of making a garment, but it's about the process of all of these designers packing for a glamping trip that they pro- they weren't told about 
in casting or in in preparation for this show. So there's so many of them are just like, oh my god, are polka dot socks good for ca- for camping or for glamping? Oh my gosh! So what do you do here? I have this highly highly um, embellished shirt. I have this incredibly shiny shirt. Is this good for glamping? Like, oh my god! Like. <laughs> so great and also there so we have the um the boys room camping and they're really worried about whether or not they can bring the shiniest and most glamorous thing they're so excited about that and then we have the girls who are just like oh my god are they going to jump us is Heidi going to meet us out there and then spring a challenge on us as you know they're they're is this another lie so will this be another unconventional materials challenge where we're gonna have to use nature to dye some clothes or will we have to make things out of bark? They're prepared. They're just like, I don't, I don't really know. I don't trust you guys with this so much yet. So um, I think it was Kate who was just like, well, maybe they'll ask us to use our, our, our blood to dye some clothes. Maybe we'll have to use our own <laughs> bodily fluids. Um, but just, you know, spoiler alert, this is not a trick from Heidi Klum or Tim Gunn. So they get into their vans and... They're still sort of speculating as to what's going to happen up there. We have Miranda who wants there to be paintball because you you paintball at glamping campsites. I think she just wants to shoot people. She just wants to yeah. aim a paintball at some people and get some some stress out. But um, yeah. I'm pretty sure she loves paintballing. Um, Ken is still incredibly anxious about itching and is asking about poison ivy, which I think, again, is a relevant question to be asking. Valid valid points, Ken. Yes, because everyone point. else is happy about this. I'm like, do you know what poison ivy looks like? What other poisonous things out here? Because honestly, again, when I go out, I don't touch anything. I don't touch anything. I don't want anything on my body because, you know, like yeah. you have sensitive skin. I'm like, what is this going to how is this going to become an outbreak in a couple of days? <laughs> yeah. And then not be able to identify it, you yes. know? Um, yeah. I think one of my biggest fears is itching. So anyway, <laughs> the designers make it to the highway. They meet up with Tim in the wilderness and Tim is standing there alongside with a person named Shona Skara, who is, Head of activation for resource natural spring water. <laughs> <laughs> that is her position, head of activation, which is is a real thing, I guess. So I it's at this point that I realized that I've never gone through what the actual prizes are for this season. And also because I think the prize package for season 12 was record breaking for Project Runway. So I had to write it all down because it's very relevant. Um, I forgot that Resource Water was a sponsor and and, um, I'm just going to like rip the bandaid off and just say it. So, all right, here are the prizes to give us an idea. So the winner will receive $150,000 provided by GoBank, $50,000 of next generation technology from HP and Intel. I should read this in a, in a Heidi's voice, but I'm not. A year supply of resource natural spring water, who is also sponsoring a luxurious spa retreat for two to the Maldives. 
Of course, we know Belk is a sponsor, and the designer will, the winning designer will design an exclusive collection at Belk, and then of course they get a brother's sewing equipment thing for sewing, embroidery, etc. They get a fashion spread in Marie Claire magazine that is buried in there because that's the least important thing. They get a 2014 Lexus IS350, and then a thousand dollar fabric allowance from Tide Pods, fifty thousand dollars. Of a, a $50,000 styling contract with L'Oreal Paris. And then the model paired with the winning designer gets $25,000 from L'Oreal Paris and a fashion spread at Marie Claire because that's the most important thing for the model. So, so many things. Tide pods <laughs> and resource water. So Shona starts her um, uh, her introduction. Like she's re- she's memorized her lines. And she's like, oh, resource is 100 percent natural spring water with 100 percent naturally occurring electrolytes so that our water tastes real good and then so basically we go on to tim (laughs) who is saying like so um talking about like naturalness and and resources and and being inspired by this water uh the look is supposed to be inspired by the environment that they'll experience during their activities so They'll be ziplining, water rafting, just doing a bunch of fun camp activities. And Tim is Tim is emphasizing that this is about fashion with a capital F. We do not want you to create a look that looks like this. All right. We don't want a look that you wear in this crazy thing we call the outdoors. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's about something that is high end and editorial and what it is is completely up to you. So think about your environment, think about the activities, and then they'll go into mood the next day. And again, it's a one day challenge. So it's like want, want. But what's great is that they'll have the whole day to be inspired by this environment, to sketch, do whatever, enjoy themselves, and then get thrown right back into the gauntlet. And so uh, Tim and Shona leave the designers for a full day. And um, I have to say, so we we, we hear um, from some of the designers about like how they're feeling about this. But what about this challenge, Patricia? Any thoughts or anything coming to mind so far? I mean, it seemed like one of the most open challenges they've had. It's like just be inspired by something, yeah. by an experience that we're having together. So that yeah. seemed like like a, a, a fun challenge, like a good challenge. Yes, I totally agree i mean we're having having these ups and downs of level of difficulty with the challenges so this is really nice um yeah because we have you know karen who's like i'm from florida this is great because i'm used to being outdoors and you know running from alligators i know (laughs) you think about all of the the wildlife down in florida and um we have, you know, Justin, who is seeing this as a wonderful opportunity to get to know the designers because he has the luxury of being able to tune everyone, to tune everyone out um, by taking off of his hearing aid. Um, but also he just I mean, I'm pretty sure this is also true for um, creative people who can hear, who do have um, hearing ability where you just can't work on stuff and listen to other people or uh, be able to tune out noise and focus like it's just really really tough so yeah. with Justin he's like I can't do both so I so it, it 
I'm I'm assuming that he hasn't really really gotten a chance to talk to any like to most of the designers like maybe just his roommates um and we also have Ken who hates this <laughs> he's such a fretful person and he gets the the silly music which I just adore because he's swatting away at mosquitoes again I'm I'm here with you <laughs> eye to eye Ken eye to yeah. eye but we get to see a little bit of their living quarters. They all get their designated bed with like a, a name card on it. Sort of like a, like a, you know, something you would see at a dinner table at a wedding or something. Or at a fancy um, eating soiree or whatever. They all get like their own little blanket. They get some resource water. <laughs> their flashlights and all their essentials are in actual tents. I was expecting fancier t- tents, but these tents are kind of fancy. These are these are like small versions of those tents that you would have to protect yourself from like a, you know, an outdoor fancy gathering. So, you know, hmm. this is where you would have the alternative location, but they're just smaller versions for um for designers. So, I just really like that. That was so cute. Um what else do we have here? We have Alexandria as well, who is sort of off alone. Um, again, was hit very hard by last week and is admittedly low. So um, she's kind of like off off on her own while a lot of other people are sort of gathering around and playing in hammocks. Kate is crying. She's so relieved <laughs> that this is not a joke, that they're actually getting left alone. She's. I've, I'm pretty sure Kate was like, uh-uh. I I'm a veteran. I'm not gonna put my walls down until Tim leaves, and and I'm pretty sure as soon as T- Tim like drove off, and she waited another hour to see Heidi would like, like parachute out of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Heidi with her jumpsuit actually jumping from a plane, like ah, uh, just kidding, a surprise suckers, like <laughs> this is actually you know um she's crying because she's so happy that this is a for real kind of like a, a day off. Um, and yeah. after all these dramatic interpersonal things like workroom drama yeah yeah hopefully it was enjoyable for them except Ken I know Kim is Ken is like man resisting I'll say at this point like kind of resisting because also I had a, another thought so again again about being outside since I'm so paranoid about getting bitten by things I always have bug repellent on me yeah me too always so I would have been like, Ken, you're from the South. Where is your bug repellent? Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this but, is, no, go ahead. Go ahead. And then Ken, were you going to talk about activities? Can I talk about yes. the activity that Ken, Ken gets to go zip lining? Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is like all the drama I need in the show. I mean, Somebody who's like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to try, but I am terrified. Okay. I'm going to try, but I'm ter- like, this is like TV drama. That I, I mean, like. I love that too. So Cause it's sort of like everyone's doing their rafting. I don't know. Did they're, they're, they're rafting together. And I, this is the first time I realized they're, they're not really being supervised because when Tim said activities, I thought, Oh, kind of like camp or kind of like when you go to a campground where there'll be some, um, someone there to, to get you loaded onto the, stuff and i'm pretty sure those people are there but they're they're not on camera so they're being like left 
you know, somewhere off camera, but we're only focusing on the designers. And so they're in, in these rafts. And then, yeah, they get to zip line and you have to assume they didn't wrap themselves into these harnesses by themselves. So, right, right. Um, yeah, uh, Ken, holy crap. How adorable. I thought he did great. Did really good. I was really proud. I was like, yes, yes Ken, let it go. Let it all out. Scream into the forest. Scream into the forest. Let yourself go. Feel the air underneath your body. I know. Because did you notice that he had, he like crossed his legs on the way down? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would, I, I would, I've never ziplined, but I would, I would want to do this like every minute of every day if I was at a thing like this. And it was like, instead of all, all you can drink and it's all you can zip fly, I would be doing as much zip flying yes, as I can. Exactly. It's so good. Because you could kind of see it on his face you know and it's sort of like when you take a leap of faith like that because I've, I've been I've, I've done ziplining and I've been I've done ropes courses before and there's oh I don't know if this is on all ropes courses but I've been on a few and there's always like a leap of faith where you you know your harness up but then there's kind of a a, a transition where you're going to have to rely on your harness to get to the next part and um afterwards it's just like oh my god i did that like i accomplished something and it's just this wonderful yeah. adrenaline rush that also is you know um kind of like a it, it's a it's a team building thing so it's sort of like you come to the end and there's someone there asking like how are you feeling and if you go down with a partner it's like you did it you did a great job this is wonderful isn't this fun yeah, and, and people get to see you transform, and you get to see others transform, and you can talk about what that transformation feels like together. Yes. I like those things, you know, that's, yeah. Yeah, because, Tim, because uh, I'm sorry, not Tim, Ken, at the beginning, is just like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And he gets to the yeah. end, he's like, I wanted to kiss the ground, but it was just like, there had been too many shoes on the ground to kiss it, but... <laughs> But you can see the look on his face. It's like, he's like, okay, all right, I did it. I think I kind of like this. And there's still some, like, resistance. Like, this is kind of fun. Oh, no. Maybe I can enjoy myself from here on out. It was, it's just, it's like I a know. nice transition. Yeah, it's good. But I also feel like, how can I do that with all these cameras in my face and all these cameras digging for, digging for drama in everybody here yes. and everything here? So I can't imagine also can feeling like like Ken can relax yes you can relax <laughs> really. it's like I'm in the woods with a, a camera crew who's yeah. digging for drama at every step oh yeah. my gosh <laughs> yeah I mean then we because we do have this next moment where um of course we don't have a timeline we don't know when this is filmed but I I do believe that we're getting a good chronological order of things because um we have this moment where they're all kind of circling around campfire it still looks like the light light is waning and um you have a shot of ken signing to justin using a sign that he learned and then we have justin who's just teaching everyone how to curse in sign language and it's <laughs> it's so great and and for justin it's 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 a wonderful thing because at the beginning of course we heard him say i haven't really been able to connect with the designers because it's either work or hang out and for um for him as a deaf person 
it was it was nice for me to hear that because it's we don't really think about it and we're thinking like his experience as to in in, in terms of being able to hear um, is very different from um, the other designers who don't have to think about their hearing and yeah. um, and also who don't really have to think about language so with being able to share sign language with them and to teach them curse words which is also I remember growing up that's sort of the most interesting thing about learning other languages like when I made a new friend who spoke another language um, they would teach the curse words because it's just like it's just so fun and um, also kind of you know I don't know like it's, it's just a fun thing to learn about another language first um, or at the very beginning and he's connecting um, they're all connecting with each other and for him it feels uh, it's very important that they're willing to learn his language um, so yeah this is a it's a wonderful bonding moment that we're seeing here yeah it really is it's it's probably my favorite part of this episode is 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 that moment um for sure oh no there's another favorite part but it's kind of related to this moment <laughs> yeah, i think i know what you think and i'm gonna i'm gonna wait yeah. because i also like yeah. yeah yeah i just i this is so great it, okay so because after so after this we, we see some of the designers sketching getting down to work some are still hammocking Miranda, who ought to be sketching. So um, we have uh, Kim, Ken, who has definitely come around. We see Ken resting on a rock by the river, staring at um, a part of the river that's breaking water. And he started to rest. And it's it, the light is definitely waning. And we also have Jeremy, who's who's a... Uh, don't remember where he was, but he was, he says that he's thinking about his husband and our place on this planet and the fact that he's been with them for 15 years and then starts writing a love letter to his husband and his family and wants that to be a part of his design. <laughs> Your face. Rolling my eyes. Rolling you weren't you weren't whisked away in the romance of this sentiment of Jeremy writing a love letter in his sketchbook to his husband of fifteen years. I mean, I guess this is how British people express emotion. God, that was so not cool. It's just a blanket statement about a whole culture, as if this person has to do all the work of all of that. That was unfair of me. Yeah, but no, what I mean is, like, oh my gosh, really, like. It's fine. It's great. I mean, can, but you can you express like? Um, can you express yourself like through construction, perhaps? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, does it? But you know, we'll, we'll see. But I was sort of like rolling my eyes, and you know what? I love love. I love love. I love expressions of love. <laughs> I love expressions of love that aren't about like the self. You know, so mm -hmm. it's like. I love expressions that are, are of love that are about also like ideas of like friendships that have big love meaning, mm -hmm. you know, and just the love of an artwork, the love of a painting, the love of a piece of music, the love of gardening. Like, yeah, I love all kinds of expressions of love. Yeah. But, and that's why I feel like this is totally boring because I'm like, okay. <laughs> sorry yeah no I I you know I, I hear you I totally hear you um I I kind of like because <laughs> I make fun of Jeremy but I identify as someone who's just like kind of 
emotionally inarticulate. I'll call that's what I'll call myself. And or I will say like emotionally uh, so I'll say emotion is like not my first language. And mm. I and and also in terms of Jeremy coming off of some deep heavily heavily um um uh yeah, some 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 heavy emotion from losing his grandmother and um, having to deal with that in a very, again, like just kind of stuffed up way where it's just like, yeah, I know she's just old, you know, miss my gran, you know, I miss yeah. her very much. And, and, and I, I saw this as like kind of a giant leap relative to last week or, or the week before in terms of getting to the point where you're expressing yourself emotionally and then seeing that as a tie somehow to, your your design but um we'll see how this plays out and uh uh so I, I i mostly kind of agree with you but i also see um also think of it as being like a a nice step for jeremy like a, a nice step there sure yeah, yeah 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 um then what do we have here we have alexandria who um yeah, I, she's she's saying how she's really enjoyed this time because it's fueled her to move forward and to think about what she's going to make differently. Like she's she's thinking about fashion differently somehow. We don't really get a lot of detail in terms of what she's thinking. We also don't get much of her sketch. Also, a fun fact, Alexandria is left-handed. Just had to point that out mm -hmm. as a lefty. Um, that doesn't bring me any closer to her. But I'm just like, huh, I like I like looking at lefties. So, yeah. Um, and then it's time for dinner. And it's a fancy ass dinner where there's like flowers, beautiful flowers. They're drinking out of wine glasses. And clearly there's a staff, again, that we were not allowed to see here. Um, I saw a veggie option. I don't know if you saw that. There was a oh. huge uh, portobello mushroom option. I think they were eating steak and wow. wine. And um, beautiful flower arrangements. I know. It's, it's kind of gorgeous. Justin asks if everyone has a specific favorite sound because he's mm -hmm. thinking about the river. That they're sitting next to a river. And um, the river is really loud, actually. And I think it, I think he probably was like, well, this is one of my favorite sounds and, and asking everyone else to name them. And they start saying like, oh, the, uh, I think Karen said that she likes the sound of the rain and ocean waves and Jeremy likes the sound of children sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, I, I started choking up here because I have to say that it's, I, and I and I wrote in my notes. I'm like, why is this making me cry? Because uh, this was this was a a really prolonged amount of time encumbered by the drama that we've been seeing. And there's you know no twists, and there seemed to be a lot of relief for them. And I think it was also really wonderful to see relief um, for these designers a little bit. And even like with Alexandria and Ken, that they're both getting some time to uh, to reset. And yeah. I also think that watching people commune and bond just hits me very differently in the pandemic. So, yeah, yeah. true. I didn't think about that aspect, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think that was actually also very like 
new for me to watch just going wow that used to happen yeah yeah so nice um all right then they move on to dessert and they start making s'mores (laughs) and then they're uh, and then they head to bed um the next morning they wake up with their catered breakfast they're eating very fancy things i think there's yogurt involved looks like some berries ken is wishing everyone a good morning waking up a new person and also i don't know if you notice this but to me they also look really fabulous i mean alexander is quaffed to a t mm-hmm. looking yeah. real good and curled over just like people seem to look really good yeah so they head back to the city in their vans leaving behind this beautiful glamped up site um back to the concrete loud ass jungle all the horns they just make sure they put this in and then the designers (laughs) they saunter into mood and the looks on their faces is sort of kind of like an exhausted person or I would say an exhausted New Yorker who gets a break from the city and then they get their whole sympathetic nervous system back into gear and now they're back in the mix, but their sympathetic nervous system is still sort of low, low key. You know, it hasn't been raised. They're not fully acclimated back to the chaos that is New York City because they're just like, so Tim is like, hello, designers. You're like, hi, Tim. Hi. Hi. And it's like, are they tired or no, they're just relaxed. Like, they're just super yeah. relaxed. They're still hovering as a transition, like as a transitional state from where they just were into the chaos of New York City. <laughs> it's so wonderful. They're all glowing. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, all right, so Tim meets them there and gives them 30 minutes. And their suggested budget is $300 in their Go Bank debit cards <laughs> and uh, sets them loose. Anything about this moment? Of them looking at, at, at things here in, in mood. I feel like a couple. Not really. Of, yeah, because I feel like we do get to see Swatch, who mm-hmm. I think was thrilled that the designers were gone and caught by surprise with a ball because it looked like Swatch was playing and Swatch is like, oh, whoops, they're here again. I was just starting to have fun. So the designers are running around and we have Dom looking for prints. We have ken who sees some wool fabric that immediately reminds me of nature and i'm just like "Uh uh-oh because he pulls out this green looking wool that has some types of um i don't even know what this is called it's a it's probably a specific type of wool because of the effect on one side where it almost looks like um strips of dark very very dark green in the midst of this other like bright maybe like a dark moss green. Um, but I, I, I didn't, I didn't necessarily like this. Um, Karen is inspired by the white tints and wants to make a floor length silk white dress. <laughs> what the heck? I'm like, really? You, you were like zip lining, paddling, hanging out by a stony brook. Yes. Like, 
listening to people talking to your bonding with your peers and smelling live fire and having delicious food and all you can think about is the tent the tent that's kind of like staying in like an amazing like beautifully designed piece of architecture hotel and all you can think about is a toilet paper yeah because all she can say is like uh it's gonna be a beautiful dress that flows um, it's a floor length dress and it's gonna, you know, made of silk and it's just gonna flow when the work, when the girl walks, just flowing. I'm like, Oh, like a tent. I can already imagine it in my head. And it's also not a great word to use in critique when someone says that your dress looks like a tent. Um, oh gosh. Yes. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah a shapeless blob of heavy something. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good connotation. Uh, who else do we have? We have Justin, who is kind of caucusing a little bit. I love, I just use that word incorrectly. I just love using it all the time. Anyway, caucusing with Tim, but mostly consulting with Tim. Like, Tim, I'm thinking of using um, glue, glue, a glue gun glue as a kind of lace motif. Um, and I think uh, Tim probably doesn't really get what, Jace, what Justin is saying, but it's just like, go for it. So Justin, when he gets to the counter, just is like, so I have this tiny bit of fabric. And then can I also spend the rest of my go bank money on glue guns? <laughs> How many glue guns can $300 buy? I want all of them. So, <laughs> Oh, and we also have Brayden, who is struggling. Doesn't know what he wants, but knows that he wants to work with Chiffon. So he's just getting all the colors. <laughs> so... um. So we'll see how this time of rest and inspiration in, in, in nature, this open-ended inspiration is done for these, these designers. Um, so we head back to the workroom at Parsons and Tim comes in and says, oh, this workroom feels like a more tranquil place. This is great. And uh, just in time for Karen to break that tranquility with her malleting because I, she's working with leather. So <laughs> she brings out her mallet and um, just kind of breaks that silence. We also have a, a... So this is the time before Tim comes in to do the critique. And um, we're starting to see how they're working with their materials and their fabrics. And get an idea of who's lost and who's good. <laughs> So in terms of um, a little loss, we, we do have Ken, um, and this has nothing to do with process. This has everything to do with uh, shadiness and carrying over a lot of the animosity from, from, from last episode. So I think, yeah, so I think someone was saying how like, oh, you know, I'm so glad that we didn't get eaten alive by a bear or that we didn't encounter any lions and or or tigers. And Ken's like, well, I mean, Alexandria was there <laughs> within okay, earshot that, of Alexandria. But that was so OK. Uh, respect for saying it in front of her, but so unnecessary. Very unnecessary. Come on, Ken. This is when I don't like Ken. It's like yes. Ken. It's okay. Like you can, you can feel all your feelings. You don't have to diss on anybody else because I think what Ken is really doing and it's really sad is Ken is really dissing on, on themselves. Yes. And it's sad to see that. 
you know, but um, yeah. yeah. I was like, Ken, no, stop it. Yes. Please, please, please. please. Because I, I think, I think that's a good point because um, I, in terms of, in terms of process, so, you know, we can get into it there. Ken is clearly very distracted by Alexandria and Alexandria going to the glamping trip sort of using it as a way of letting things go and refocusing um you know the producers ask her in the talking head like so what do you think about what Ken said and she's like Ugh, I'm no I'm, I'm ignoring that I'm ignoring that and that's essentially yeah. what she does and and also I would wish that for Ken as well to be able to hold on to himself and to and kind of like see Alexandria over there and not really feel the need to call her out or um do whatever mind shit that he's trying to do because you've got a lot to concentrate on and you made some leaps and bounds. You literally made some leaps and bounds during clamping that you could kind of turn that into being something very helpful for you in this competition. So that was that. Yeah, I, I agree. That was a, a, a disappointing turn <laughs> from glamp from glamping Ken. I like glamping. Ken. I like glamping Ken, not necessarily workroom Ken. So <laughs> yeah. then we have Brayden talking about lost so i want to we didn't hear a lot from brayden during the glamping trip um we see him here doing an embroidery technique that he's called thread painting where he's taken a piece of fabric i can't i couldn't really tell what kind of fabric this was but he's on the embroidery machine and just going to town um essentially doing like a free hand movement of the fabric through the machine with different colored threads um which really annoys helen uh who is complaining outside because the noise in the, in the embroidery machine is throwing her off her game like oh my god like the southern the the brother sewing machine is going to be such a shit show today because like brayton is doing this thing and it's just like so noisy <laughs> come on helen you can do it you, you, you can, can do it helen you can do it <laughs> like Hold on to yourself too. Like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then we have Jeremy, who gets the cute. I call it the cute fairy music. Is like because he's riding an eve. He's riding on an evening gown. Um. That's got the that's got the love letter writing on it. So he's he's doing um some of some tests. And he's just like, though, so the first thing I have to do is get that love letter onto my fabric. And so we get to see a sketch, um, an evening gown with, uh, it's going to be a bias cut gown and very plain, very simple, like a, a very elegant and classic shape. And we see that he's doing some tests with a pencil and some dye and ink. And we get this wonderful side eye from Alexander. <laughs> Alexander was priceless this episode. Alexander sees Jeremy as top competition and and looks mm. over at what he's doing, does this eye roll thing like mm, ugh. Look what look at that look at that over there. Alexander comes over and um and looks at it and it's just like ugh. I I love how everyone is just so impressed by this. It's like, ugh, look at this. Ugh, Jeremy is ugh. 
my biggest competition. Like, who doesn't love romance? Who doesn't love all of this stuff? And um, it's so funny. But Tracia, what are your thoughts on this moment here? Because everyone in the workroom is going gaga over it. They're coming over to like, oh, my God, what are you doing, Jeremy? Oh, it's so sweet. It's amazing. And Alexander's like, oh, my God, I wish my handwriting was that nice. I know. I didn't really understand this. I feel like this is the most cliche thing possible. And everybody's just like probably, probably all loved up from the camping glamping session. So everyone's like, oh, yes, yes. But I think had they stayed in the workroom and not gone glamping, they would have been like, maybe this is a cliche and too literal. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. And I just love how Alexander is so pissed at this. But I'm just like, Alexander, you're fine. <laughs> this isn't graphically interesting at all. Like, it's just handwriting. Um, anyway, but uh, it's it's just so wonderful. It's, it's like a like a pang of frustration amongst the group. They're like, oh, romance. So, yeah, I agree. So we have Ken, who is draping and asking the fabric to talk back to him. And I, so that's Kim's process. She's like, oh, what is this? What is this fabric going to say to me? And I was thinking, well, let's see if the fabric has a strong enough personality to do that. So, because if it's going to talk back to Ken, like, will Ken listen? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. so. No, I don't think so yeah. either, unfortunately. I don't think so. Um, Justin is developing the glue gun lace technique that he asked uh, Tim about. And he says that he's trying to mimic the water, so the breakwater coming through rocks on um, on the white, uh, like yeah, like breakwater coming through through rocks. So he's creating a texture that can be translated as lace, and um, yeah, it's coming out and it looks pretty good. So it looks as if he's using like he's made up a little tub of foil, filled it with water, and has started to do little circles with the glue gun in it and it's hardening in the cold water. And he's just sort of like slowly like weaving it and pulling it out. And I think it's a really, really, really interesting process. Yeah. I was really excited by that. And I thought he's going to make a whole dress out of that. I can't wait. I know. Obviously, obviously lined with something underneath, not, you know, it's not going to be a see-through uncomfortable um, you know, poss- possibly allergy triggering dress for someone. <laughs> but I thought, wow, I'm really excited about this. Yeah, you same. Know, based on this clip. Um, we have Alexander, who looks like he's working with velvet again and making a very fitted dress. But I couldn't really tell what the fabric looked like. But it was a, it's a dark navy. It's a it's a navy um, a navy dress there. Um, but also I want to point out that it, it feels like the designers are more communal with one another because Alexandria is over there by herself, like draping her muslin onto her mannequin and Alexander comes over and just kind of shoots the shit. And I've never seen this before. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure it's been happening, but I kind of don't think it has. I, I just would lean towards that. (laughs) <laughs> that the the glamping trip really has kind of tightened the camaraderie in the group 
to the point where Alexander can go over to Alexandria and just like, you know, sharpening a pencil and be like, yeah, I'm just going to talk shit and just come over and keep working and yeah. leave you here for a little second and then say hi just for a little bit. I don't know. Um, all right. Who else do we have? We have Alexandria. So let's talk a little bit about her concept. So I wrote down briefly because they show a little bit of her sketch and she's saying that she wants to make a denim jacket and also some modern, she calls them modern long johns. So kind of thinking about this idea of, I guess, wearing your underwear or, or I guess, I don't know, because it made me think about these um, old photographs of people who were, who might've been camped out on somewhere and they're walking outside and what they slept in and you need to be warm at night. So you wear, <laughs> you wear long johns to bed. But um, she wants to think about camping wear, but modernize it. So she's taking this underwear idea and this outerwear idea and making them into an outfit, which is, which I thought was really interesting. So, yeah. What were you going to say? I was also very curious about this design because, you yeah. know, I love those kind of pants that have a low, I guess you call them drop crotch. Yeah. Because yeah. they're they're really comfortable and you you don't have to worry about they're just really easy to move in yeah um and it's still relaxed but you can dress it up you can dress it down it's a very flexible kind of item so i was really excited for this i was like "Ooh, what's gonna happen here yeah same um you know what about brayden so we we come to brayden a little bit and he's struggling but we're we're, we're at him we're with him at, at a time um, right before Tim is coming in and he's rushing because he just has nothing done. Um, he's spending all, he's been spending a lot of his time on this thread painting thing. So he's ironing out what he has so far. And then before Tim comes in, he's just like quickly pinning things onto the mannequin. But um, Brayden is struggling. And I, and I think this is maybe the first time we've seen him have a, a really tough time this early in the challenge I'll say yeah and it's interesting to see kind of Brayden disagree with Tim a little bit you know mm -hmm. because um the embroidery that Brayden had made Tim thought oh this, well this looks like a, a drawing that a child would do as yeah. if Tim that's not the highest compliment you can give just come saying. on <laughs> just saying that's not the insult you think it is dear mm -hmm. Tim um, but I actually thought that, you know, good on Brayden for like trying to sort of see something through mm -hmm. instead of getting discouraged by an opinion that was critical and yeah. fair, you know, um, but just kind of seeing the process through instead of just getting discouraged. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and, and that can go either way, but I think, um, when you know what you want out of something, it's easy to have that as a guide. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think. No. Uh, oh, wait. It's easy to have what as a guide? Um, it's easy to have a vision as a guide mm -hmm. um, when you're struggling. Yeah. I totally agree. Something. Because it's, he's, he said that it's a, it's a technique that he's only used on bags. 
So I'm thinking with hmm. like a thicker fabric and something where, you know, the construction is very different, of course, on a on a bag, and you don't have to think about it going onto a shape or a body. And he didn't say this before, but when he was talking to Tim, he was like, "Oh, I was very inspired by moss because to him, moss kind of glows at night." And he was going for that idea or sort of using that as an inspiration and sort of using some of that moss color in the threading technique that he was using. Um, so, so that I think that is the inspiration, but it, and it's in his head. And so with you, cause, cause I was like, I, I remember him saying that and remember thinking this doesn't remind me or I don't think about moss when I see this. So it definitely is something that he's holding on to in his imagination. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So let's go through Tim time with our other designers. And we start off with Karen, which I'm so happy about because I, I'm like, I, you know, again, like I, I, we've been worried about her for a while and, and we, we never really get to see her critiques with Tim <laughs> and yay, here we are. Uh, she talks about using the tent as inspiration and Tim is worried because she's just thinking like, oh yeah, um, it's going to be like a, I don't know. She uses like safari camp as to be a little bit more specific about it. Um, and Tim is just like, listen, I think if you don't really do anything with this color, dot, 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 she goes, oh, you're going to think that it's like a wedding dress. And he's just like, no, I'm just going to think it's just not far enough. Like, it just looks like, you know, she's wrapping a belt around with, like, for no reason. And conceptually, you need something, like something. So I'm not worried that it's going to look too much like a wedding dress. But also, just because it's white, it does not <laughs> look like a wedding dress, Karen. <laughs> yeah, just because it looks like a tent doesn't mean it. It's a wedding dress. Nope, 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 nope. So I'm, I was a little worried here because it, it's almost like she was expecting Tim to say another type of criticism, but he was saying something completely different. Just that it's too simple. Um, I want you to show if this is about fashion with a capital F. Um, it's about being a little bit more editorial. And also, again, as you said, inspired by your surroundings and the ombre would just kind of tie it a little bit more to her story. Um, we learn a little bit later about what her conceptual story was, which is not just the tent, but the tent at sunrise. So this idea of opening up the front and seeing the horizon and all the colors coming in, I couldn't believe that she was just going to leave that thing white. I know if it's a color story, why are you stay like stopping at white? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I the sunrise has very little white, very little and and very well, little compared to. So this idea, because and I, I'm just saying that I think she's going to leave it white because the way she introduced the dying was like, I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking of like dying it to get like an ombre technique. Like it was an option. Like that's not an option. <laughs> you have to yeah. you have to dye it the color of the sunrise. You have to. Yeah. So. So, yes. All right, so next we have Justin, and here's where I realized that maybe Tim didn't fully understand what Justin was getting at in, at, um, in Mood, because Tim's like, 
Oh, so you meant you're going to make the lace with the glue. So it's all the glue from the glue gun. <gasps> this is smashing. Oh, this is amazing. I love you. <laughs> so Tim is so positive. And I like this back and forth because Justin admits that he's he had been thinking about how to push himself because he had felt like he had been playing it safe and was not satisfied with being in the middle of the road. And Tim was like, I'm there with you. If you hadn't mentioned it, I was prepared to push you to tell you that I'm concerned that you have been, you know, we, we've, we've seen Justin silhouettes. Like I've complained about them. <laughs> like they're just so safe and not, and hiding a lot of this play with texture that he's been doing. Like this isn't the first time he's played with, um, like with laces or put things together in a really interesting way. So yeah, yeah. Next we have Alexander. Alexander has titled his dress. The title of his dress is Trees at Midnight. <laughs> because he was inspired by the silhouettes of trees against the night sky. So there's a dark navy or dark blue into black effect going on. Um, he's thinking of attaching black leather in pieces to create like this bark effect along the bottom with like an also an ombre and as opposed to Tim encouraging Karen to ombre the shit out of your dress for Alexander he's like mm, maybe you would you should pull it back because you have a I mean it's it's um in in the territory of becoming bottom heavy um and also perhaps the the, the leather and the black leather would be too separate from in terms of the coloration. So I didn't necessarily agree with the coloration because I thought the black, I think black and navy are so wonderful together. So um, I do too. Yeah. yeah. It's very classic. And I actually was thinking, Oh, look at Alexander thinking outside of like this sort of less performative aspects of a garment and yeah. just kind of, Staying like more along fit. Yes. So I, I was excited for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. All right. Next we have Brayden, who again is feverishly <laughs> pinning all of the chiffon that he bought in mood to the mannequin. And uh, he's worried. He's really, really worried. So um, we've already kind of gone through this back and forth and, and the critique before. Um, and I do think that this is the middle of, of the critique. There's nothing else that we haven't touched on besides that there is a moment when we have this, you know, Tim, you know, does stuff. And I think a lot of the designers are, they notice when Tim has a strong reaction to someone's um, design, especially if it's negative, of course, like I would be distracted by that too. But he's just like, oh. I'm going to be blunt. I'm not even going to ask your permission. And he talks about like how he thinks the embroidery effect looks like a kid's drawing. And then we get a few, it looks like, which I always think about Michael Kors and how a lot of people try to do it looks like, but really never has been able to match up to you know, like a hilariously sharp and constructive takedown that Michael Kors is able to do. And so Ken is just like, it looks like, 
a five-year-old Disney princess dress. And then Helen is like, it looks like Brayden is in trouble. And anyway, but what were you going to say? You're going <laughs> to say something about this interaction. Well, I just, I just felt like, why are they all so narrow-minded about this project? You know, I felt like everybody was it's just like, let Brayden follow their thought. I feel like if anyone has earned the right to be trusted with their creativity here, it's Brayden. He's, I, I don't think he's the only one, but I think he's the only one who's won a lot of challenges by mm-hmm. trusting their creativity on a visceral level, unlike somebody who, quote, quote, works that way, like Sue. Yes. Yeah. Right. So um, I, I was like, go, Brayden, go. Like, Same. I, you know. Yeah, same. And also, I think because Brayden has done so well, that's also why people are paying super right. close attention to how his yes. critique goes with Tim. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next, we have here, Tim walks away and then approaches Alexandria and asks her, like, how did you like the trip? How did it inspire you? And Alexandria offers that um, she bought a lot of denim because she wants to reinvent the denim jacket. And she already has some muslin on the mannequin. And Tim is responding very, very positively to the shape that it's already taken. And then <laughs> she goes, and also for the bottom, like, I know you hate a drop crop crotch pants, but she's like, Tim, but it's so cool. I think it's amazing. It's so cool. And Tim is like, you know what? Here is where I had to be honest about my, uh, my subjective apparent uh, opinion. I hate them, but you do you Alexandria. I'm going to keep, hating them but go ahead so um all right and then we have ken and tim asks ken the same question like how did you like the trip how did the trip inspire you and ken is just like well you know what at first i hated it but then i kind of liked it and so (laughs) so he admits that he was inspired by the water and is doing this wavy undulating effect with this wool that he bought so he bought three types of this wool that we saw so there's like the green with the with these like black uh i don't even know what you call those i i hate i don't know the term but just sort of the way the 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 wool is woven there's just definitely some black material in there there's a red version and then there's a white version and so he bought all three of them and is plucking all three of those into this wavy thing and I mean, so Tim asks him a question. She's like, okay, so then where, how far are you taking these wavy things? And Ken goes, well, I'm stopping here at the waist. And then Tim asks, all right, so what is behind that decision? Like, why just here? And I think Ken explained, because he kind of wants most of the dress to be this fitted, kind of body conscious type silhouette. And only wants the wavy thing, which is the crux of the inspiration, to be like an embellishment on her chest. <laughs> and it just looks, it looks terrible. Patricia, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I just, if you're inspired by water and movement, why are you picking such a strict shape, number one? And number two, green and red and black? That's like a color of like water in trouble. 
That's like the color of like sci-fi water. <laughs> yeah, another planet or something's been murdered upstream. <laughs> yeah, it's like the swamps of Mars, you know? Like Yeah. That's actually kind of cool. The swamps of Mars. <laughs> also where I know Ken would not want to go glamping on, but it's sort of like I don't understand how this is all connecting, but but it's it's fine. Yeah. It's I fine. just don't understand it. Same here. It, I, yeah, definitely would not have chosen this fabric. All right. So next we have Jeremy. And Jeremy, our favorite, <laughs> is showing Tim his, he calls it a, my semi-philosophical love letter. <laughs> what does that mean? Okay, philosophical, like what school of philosophy, like what about love? What about love letters and writing? Ugh. What is this? It's, I I was not convinced of any of this. It's very Jeremy. It's very much like oh arms distance. But I I, I so I paused the, the um I paused it paused the video to see if I could find some of the words because they do do a close up of parts of the writing, and I could only suss out the words um to comprehend that we are tethered to each other, our star and our place and everlasting universe feeling so peaceful right at this moment. Um, and so I think he was thinking about, he, so yeah, so in terms of like semi-philosophical, I think he was just kind of rambling on um, about existence and position and place and like, oh, because honestly, I was just like, I want to see how lovey-dovey Jeremy gets in this. Um, so it's 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 just so interesting, and also I'm like I want I do want him to read the love letter. Um, anyway, so he he describes that he's putting it into um, a bias cut shape sheath dress, and then putting abstract shapes as an overlay in primary colors, red, yellow, and blue. And so, hello, Bauhaus. I mean. <laughs> What is going on here? It's, there's so much nonsensical stuff going on here. But I also was wondering, like, how do the primary colors make it more romantic? Like, and I, mm -hmm. I was, I just kind of saw that as his way of, again, like distancing himself from the sentiment again. Like, I, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. So, yeah. Um. I love Tim's thoughts on this because my, my, my ears always perk up when he's just like, I always tell my students dot, dot, dot. I'm like, what do you tell your students, Tim? And so he's, because he's not into the red, white, I mean, sorry, the red, yellow, and the blue, because he's like, when, when my students choose primary colors, I always say it's a cheap shot. It's yeah. a cheap shot. And I, and, um, and he's, he goes, the challenge is going to be in the execution but he doesn't tell him to not do it. Mm -hmm. He just tells him, "This is this is what I tell my students, and you t you can take it or leave it." But I agree, it's a cheap shot. I in in terms of that, but also I think of it more as it's emotionally disconnected. <laughs> yeah, very emotionally disconnected. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Next, we have Helen, and what inspired this outfit um tim asks like what inspired you so helen answers a moth that was dying in the bathroom sink and <laughs> i just <laughs> this is my favorite 
was my favorite one. <laughs> but also, cha-ching, there's a bathroom that had sinks in them. We just didn't see yes. them. But this is how I was yes. just like, oh, there was a whole other component to this clamping trip. And Tim calls it a work of art. And it's just like, I think this is great. Good, keep going. So a very positive response for Helen. So this is great. Tim leaves. And I think this is the first time he's made a positive speech. He's like, I am so excited. Um, I'm more than excited. I'm ecstatic. So I can't wait to see what you guys make. Good night. See you tomorrow. So it's just like, what a wonderful crit with, with Tim. Yeah. <laughs> so Tim leaves. And so it's model time. Uh, we see a little bit of fitting from everyone from Justin, who's showing his models of stuff and Kate, who's um, putting on actually, uh, you know, it's notable that we did not see a crit between Kate and Tim, but she's putting on like a bunch of, I don't know, tool. Is that what it is? Just a bunch of tool on her model. Yeah, like a, a blob of tool, a blob of tool. Yes. It's a, that's a better description. Yep. Um, and then she's got this looking like a a vinyl overlay that she's d probably spent most of her time doing the cutouts to this. It looks like a very intricately intricate, like semi-transparent black vinyl overlay. Um, then we have a little bit of Dom, and, and I, but the most of the focus is on I would say Alexander. <laughs> His fitting is going so well. And he's just sort of like dancing around it. He's just kind of loving it. Then we have Alexandria's model trying on uh, or looking at the outfit. And she goes, she, she tells Alexandria that in her culture, they wear these drop crotch pants as underwear, which I'm like, perfect, because they're supposed to be cool long johns that you wear on the outside. wasn't that interesting yes yeah it's kind of great and i was like perfect this is really great you would think that that would be a, a negative but no in alexandria's case no it's positive <laughs> um anything else um, about the model fitting that stood out no okay um oh there was one thing i want to point out that brayden has the long-suffering model i can never remember her name i think it starts with an n but every time I see her, I just think, poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> so this week she's with a frantic Brayden. Um, and he's promising to her that, you know, she'll have something. But today she has nothing to try on, just the neck piece that he's been able to embroider. So poor girl. All right. The models leave. And, for you know, we also didn't see a critique between Miranda and Tim. So we right. get to see Miranda for the first time here making what she describes as origami petals because her inspiration is a tree trunk with leaves coming out of the bottom. We'll talk about it later. Do you want to, do you, yeah. want to, do you have any thoughts now or do you want to talk about it on the runway? Hashtag makes no sense. So we'll uh, talk about it later. All right. Let's talk about it later. <laughs> and we have a fun little moment between Ken and Justin um, because they're promising each other each other's dress where can where are where Ken's like I love this technique and Justin's like I'll make one for you. <laughs> <laughs> um we have an a witches of Eastwick reference to Karen, Helen and Dom because they are having 
too much fun. Alexander hates them. He hates the sound of laughter. He doesn't like friendship. <laughs> too much fun. Um, I think it's just hilarious. And um, let's see here. We also get a little bit of Alexander hand painting branches onto his fabric. And then cutting up leather to do what I call something else to his dress. He's just doing a lot. And I also think that this is his way of trying to out Jeremy his dress. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which I was worried. It's like, okay, Alexander, don't veer off into costume land. Yes. This is your natural setting and you need to stay away. Stay strong. Stay focused. You You can do it. Um. And poor Brayden is still so lost. Um, he's been draping, he said, for hours and confusing himself and has nothing for, on the mannequin. And um, basically just looks like he's playing around or or I shouldn't say playing around, just kind of like suffering around. What's the opposite of playing around with? Yeah. Up until mm-hmm. the time they call midnight. So he's struggling. But anything else before we go back? to the hotel no right um okay so the next day they wake up in their apartments at the refinery hotel ken wants to purchase jeremy's immunity with his go bank card (laughs) and uh ken thinks that justin could win today so they're all just kind of like you know having a good time and talking to each other and, and and getting ready so back in the workroom, Tim comes in with what I call the elevator music. It's like, I'm just like, this is such a different vibe from last episode. Like, even with the music, it's like, it's like, okay, Tim goes, it's your big runway day. And then cut to Brayden's face, who's like, furiously, like crouched over his mannequin. He's just like, no. No, he's just shaking his head like, oh, my God, just panicking. This is the worst day of my life. Don't say it's a big runway day. Um, But Tim just reminds them that they only have two hours for everything. And um, just as Tim leaves, we see that Alexander has a new idea. (laughs) Alexander is doing even more to his outfit. He's adding a block, a solid block of leather to the bottom of the hem of his dress. So he's hemming the dress or he's finishing the dress's length in a solid block of leather because it's going to ground it like the roots of a tree. And I'm just like, sure, it's conceptually consistent, but oh my God, it's just one more thing. Anyway, we can talk about it on the runway, but he did that. He did that. He did that. And, uh, Let's see here. We have um, Jeremy, who is Alexander's current nemesis, is like, so as the reigning winner, my supreme opinion is that Alexander's dress is nice, but that oil slick he added to the bottom makes no sense. It's an oil slick. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have poor Brayden, who is 
principal modern dancing around his mannequin. He's channeling Mark Morris choreography and snipping and snatching and stitching. And it's just like, oh, my God. It just He's he's doing these slides into his. It's just it's the most elegant panic that I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> I've ever seen. It's a very elegant panic. Abs- without a doubt. His Absolutely. lines are beautiful. He's finishing his lines. His like his leg is coming around. And it's swooping majestically. Yeah. His, you know, the chaos is controlled and luminous. Yes, know. he's jumping <laughs> all around. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have hair and makeup and a little bit of drama before the runway. I also want to chime in with another thing that Jeremy. Um, as the designated winner, <laughs> or what, what was I say? Yeah, I was like Jeremy as the reigning winner, and his supreme opinion of Kate's outfit is that she looks like a pregnant fairy. <laughs> Thanks, like, Jeremy. All, all the tools just kind of bumped up somewhere. It's just like the proportion. We'll talk about it later. So, um, but also Justin is sort of in. I would call like a downward spiral of lace. (laughs) Yeah. He just keeps adding on more because he's afraid that if he doesn't use enough, that he'll be interpreted as playing it safe again. Um, And then we have Alexander who actually comes over to help Brayden because he's finished with his dress and Brayden looks like he's in a mess. And the, the fabric he's using is sticking together. And so they have to brush that thing with metal rulers in order to get it unstuck from each other. It's just like a lot of stuff is going wrong at the very last minute for a couple of designers. So, all right. Ready for the runway? Yes. All right. So listeners, this is where you can click on the link in the cheat sheet and pull up the image for this week's final look runway um in runway order and so we have Heidi come out to greet the designers and she asks them about their trip and she's like oh did you all roast marshmallows and uh did you um make those things where you you know you you take those white things and you put them on a stick and just shove them in a, in a fire um I just have to say that this reminded me of the s'more challenge on this most recent season of Great British Bake Off. Oh, okay. Because, I'm not watching that. Or I wouldn't say it was it wasn't a s'more challenge, but some of the some of the bakers chose to do s'mores and they dubbed it as quintessential American. The butcher's like, I don't really know how you do smalls. What is it? It's like you had just a cookie and you know some chocolate and marshmallows. And I was just like, not just any cookie, a graham cracker. It's kind of easy. Right. But yeah, but it was interesting because I never thought of it as being like an American thing. And Heidi is essentially like she's American, like it's fine. But she was just like, did you guys make s'mores? And she said it this way. I was like, oh, my God, it's so exotic. S'mores? (laughs) Just like, (laughs) yeah, we made s'mores. Well, I think about it as something that kids do and not adults for some reason. So maybe if you don't grow up here, I don't know, like as a little cub scout and going on scouting trips and mm-hmm. having sweet things melting in the fire at night yeah <laughs> maybe you miss out on that but i don't i didn't even know that adult adults ate s'mores until now i yeah. always thought it was a kid's thing um 
but I thought it was like an English speaking world thing. I oh. didn't, I didn't realize, I, but I don't, I really don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't know either. It's just from the great British, British Bake Off where I was like, oh, okay. And also I didn't really do a lot of s'mores growing up either for a bunch of reasons. Like I was allergic, I was allergic to chocolate, but also didn't do bonfire stuff with people. So I feel like it's, it definitely is like a camp fire activity where you get to choose a stick you put some marshmallows on it you roast it it's so fun all right anyway so let's move on because we're actually on a runway so let's actually look at these these final looks so before we do that we're, um, let's introduce our judges we have our normies zach posen is there nina garcia is there and then uh shona swarka from resource water nope she's not there uh, one of the spruce trees that inspired at least two of the outfits is not there. No. Um, a designer who's famously inspired by nature is not there. No, it's Allison Williams from Girls, who is clearly a fan of the show. Like, she just looks so happy to be there. She's like, oh, my God, ah, I'm on the show, not watching the show. I'm on it. And then we have Tim Gunn, of course, who is there uh, to not be a judge, but to use a rescue if he does indeed disagree with the judges. All right. Let's get to it. The first designer up is Helen. All right. We we got a little bit of a crit with Tim. Um, we're finally able to see the finished product of um, her inspiration of a dead moth in the kit in the bathroom sink. Uh, and I do believe that this is the technique that she was trying to do the first time she made her, but yeah, like the, the very dramatic episode where she kind of like lost it. I do think this is the technique she was trying to do um, of this like feathery kind of overlay of like pieces of, of uh, thin fabric on top of each other with a frayed edge. Um, but yeah, what, what did you think about this? I thought it was okay, and I, I feel like this is something she does all the time, uh, meaning Helen. I think this is probably what Helen does a lot of. I didn't understand the hair with the outfit. I thought that was a misstep, hmm. but I thought the outfit was okay. It was very normal. It was stuff that you see on the runway a lot, especially by this by this time frame. Yeah. This is what, 2011, 2012, or maybe film 2010. So this kind of like deconstructed exposed seam thing is already like, we've already had 10 years of like a lot of that on the runway. Yeah. I mean, there was a... Which is fine, yeah. but it sort of loses the freshness. Especially there was that whole season with, with uh, Chris Palau, who I believe season 10, who did a similar technique to this a hmm. lot. And so we, even on this show, we've seen this yeah. or something similar to this before. I actually was very impressed by the bottom part, but the I didn't like the, the bodice, the, the bustier or the, the corset or, or however we want to term that. It looked a little messy. It didn't look as well made as it could have been. Um, also, just I thought with the coloring... Um, it could have been a little bit different it was, in terms of being inspired by a moth. I get it. The moth was probably this color, but I kind of wish that she had been a little bit more adventurous in, in that choice there. With the top. Well, I liked it that it wasn't so literal, um, but it was 
clearly inspired. And I agree with you. I think the top part needed some attention, could have been more worked. But I think I also took like a, a small private delight in feeling how literary this was, you know, and, mm. and this kind of Victorian aspect to the, the bottom part of the dress, because it's very like Virginia Woolf looking at a moth in sketches of the past, which mm. is an essay in moments of being. And I thought, wow, 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 look at Helen go. <laughs> you know, so I thought in that way, I thought it was actually a really wonderful inspiration without being overly literal. And I do think that Helen does that. I I imagine Helen, like this is sort of how she works. Um, yeah. And, and, and also, this is also a wonderful exercise in sort of thinking how each thing or or being able to observe each designer's process in terms of like from start to, to, to finish like what do you take notice of um what are the things that are interesting to you and I do think that Helen beyond this whole cliche of like oh I want to take something that's just like so uh, like that wouldn't be seen as being beautiful like death or something I don't know or like uh gutter water and then making it into something <laughs> that's uh, amazing and couture so, but even that, I, I do believe that she, you know, has the capacity to be inspired by these wonderful details, like in, in a very um, specific and personal way. So, yeah. Yeah, it has the sort of like capacity to make it look um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, next we have Brayden and his long-suffering model. Um, oh my god so I he, love all the colors I, he at least kept the top part of it but you like all the colors I love all the colors I'm not sure I like it as a dress hmm. what did you think of it as a dress then I wasn't so into it I wish you had made flowy pants hmm. like flowy fire pants <laughs> I don't know hmm. yeah what did you think, did you think? I just was sort of like, you could tell he was lost. Um, and there are so many possibilities, I think, in terms of draping with this type of fabric. And for someone who, I do believe that he was trying to, to settle his mind with the the free threading he was doing on the, in, on the embroidery um, machine, and it just didn't get there. So um, I, it was just unfortunate how he tied this dress with a piece of fabric like she was on her way out um it also yeah. looks like it, it needed to have a haircut you know it wasn't sure. layered as as well as it could have been um she just looks disproportionate like she just has a very like she's bulging out in the middle and it just looks like he just kind of left a bunch of fabric up there stuffed so in terms of shaping it it's it's you know even if you're it's last minute it's like i don't know what to do here then he could have shaped it um, a lot better, I think. I agree, and I think that he could. I think that Braden could have um, not mitigated, but somehow integrated this stitching onto the other fabric, as opposed mm -hmm. to just having one piece, one patch of fabric that's um, 
more worked than mm -hmm. the rest of everything else and then that's just kind of perched on top i wish that stitching technique had been integrated through the other patterns and playing with color more playing with shimmeriness a little more so for example maybe the yellow parts of the dress have blue thread and, mm -hmm. and then something else maybe the blue has white thread just kind of integrating that work work that um that craft mm -hmm. like th throughout the piece as opposed to overworking one piece of fabric and having it perched on top of the dress felt like um well it was a stress creation it wasn't bad yeah. it wasn't bad made but i think that there's definitely more opportunities to salvage this yeah yeah i agree given Braden's own criteria for it yeah totally all right Next, we have a, a designer we haven't really spoken that much about, and that's Miranda. And yeah. um, it is kind of like a, am I correct in saying this? It does also feel like a Carmen Miranda moment oh. um, on the bottom. <laughs> like it's, it's, so she's got origami, origami um, petals, she says, uh, on the bottom part of this, this dress. And I have to say that I I thought that at least we didn't get a two-piece study, and that was a giant leap for Miranda. Um, I just wish that she hadn't done this dress in black. I wish that she hadn't spent so much time on these petals on the bottom, which looked really beautiful, but almost too clumped together and, and, and made it look kind I mean it just really kind of gave me uh, it felt felt like a costume but um the there's something interesting going around the model's waist that she's doing with that fabric but it's kind of yeah. hard to see it and it also doesn't really tie into the petals at all so I'm wondering if that was also like an or like some type of origami inspired fold there but um I just kind of I don't know I feel like the petals really took away from the work in this dress. So it's sort of, it could have been like a really wonderfully simple, nicely fitted black dress. But now it's like this wonderfully fitted dress, black dress with a bunch of stuff on the bottom. Yeah. Well, again, it's another thing that's kind of like resting on embellishment to save it. Yeah. Which is not like, it's not something that I'm into. And I don't think it's something that adds to the dress. And also, Petals at the bottom of a dress. What is this? Ivy? Like, I mean, what, it's what, what leaves. Is this supposed to be? No, it's leaves coming out. Oh, leaves coming out. Okay. Leaves, leaves, are leaves coming out of a okay. tree at the bottom. Okay. Okay. Leaves don't do so... that. Just saying. <laughs> because leaves need to get sunlight. I mean, this is not where the leaves are going to be in order to feed in order to like you know if 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 the leaves are doing what leaves are doing they're not dead if they haven't fallen off the branches or right. um, fallen off a place that they've been able to grow where they can get access to sunlight <laughs> so they're like dead leaves but but like like you i do like these folds that are happening at the waist i'm like whoa where did that come from yeah. why don't we see more of this i but again it's it wasn't really explored, but I'm, I'm also just, 
I'm not interested by what Miranda has to offer. So I feel like part of me is like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, all right. Next we have Ken. And yes, yeah, we do. Any thoughts on, on Ken's outfit? No, I was really disappointed. I was like, oh, Ken, I know you can do better than this. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. It was just so safe. Yeah. Ken even says um, that, he, you know, as he saw his model walking, he was a little afraid that it would come across as too simple compared to the other designers. Yeah. And I think he's right. Um, it, it looks as if he relied heavily on the fabric, which also from the very get-go was a not a great choice. It's a very simple-looking sheath dress that's kind of short. Um, kind of. But all of the embellishment is up top, and it's just very front-heavy. It's very front-top-heavy. It's, it's very strange. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it- it, and I think the back looks really odd. Like, it looks unzipped at the back. Yeah. Which I thought, Cause can you describe the that? back? Because we don't see that on the cheat sheet. The back? Okay, I'm just going to rewind and try to give a better description of what I just said. So it's a very, like you said, a tight-fitting bodycon dress about three inches above the knee of the model. And on the back side, when the model turns around... There's just an opening, like starting at the middle of the back, that goes in a, I'm going to say, elongated oval, mm-hmm. you know, up towards the shoulder blades, but it's covered by the model's hair. But it literally looks to me, it looks unzipped. It looks like you can't zip it any further, so you just stop where it went. Yeah. And the model, of course, it just makes me think it's not well fitted for this model. This model is very thin, you know, of course things should be fitted, but I, so it looked actually like, what's that about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if it consciously made that way, it, it's not a good choice. It's not a good design choice. It's not a good aesthetic choice. So I didn't understand it. Yeah, totally agree. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, next we have Alexandria and, um, Actually, they, they kind of show Ken saying something to Alexandra, which is like, I, I, I've always wanted those types of pants. Um, which I can make out what Ken said. Is that what Ken said? Yeah, yeah. It seemed like this very um, edited in olive branch. I don't know. It's interesting um, because they staff them together. I don't know why they're sitting together, which is interesting. One of the producers made them do that. But anyway, let's talk about Alexandria's outfit, which is a reimagined denim jacket and a reimagined um, long wear as outerwear. I mean, long johns as outerwear. <laughs> what did you think about this? I'm very curious about what you thought. I loved it. And the, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, I like this, but I don't know why. It just, one of the things that I, it still is a pet peeve about Alexandria is that her shirts are too short. I don't understand why. The proportion yeah. or the length of her tops and the length of her bottoms, like why she leaves space. There's just in terms of um, I just wish that she would get that together anyway. But besides that, I thought the whole look again, I would not wear this. 
but huh. I really, really think it's cool. So when she's like, I think it's cool. I think it's edgy. I think it's amazing. I think it's like, you know, like about the future. I think, you know, I'm really like scratching the surface of something that's ahead of my time. And I think, I think she's right. <laughs> so I, there's just too much going on in the back for me. So it's, it's an outfit where I'm like, it's not my aesthetic, but I appreciate, for instance, the, sh- the, the sleeves. I like how they're slightly elongated around the elbow I don't like this collar. It's something that I wouldn't personally wear, yeah. but yeah. Um, I kind of wish that the collar was a little cooler. So in terms of how cool this is, it's lacking in the collar. It's lacking in the length. The back yeah. of it, it's just very fashionable. Like it's just such a cool, cool element to wear where I'm okay with there's being so much embellishment of the jacket on the back, which you can't see on mm-hmm. the cheat sheet, really sorry, but I think that balances out what she's doing with the long johns because there's a lot of gathering and um, draping happening where the she's got these newly imagined pockets on the front and she has the the droopy part of the of the crotch mostly um, uh, drooping in the front. So there's this balance that I thought was really cool and I thought denim with white also white's very courageous. <laughs> I think to make these pants in white yes. is very courageous. So. Yeah, what were your thoughts? You know what? I, I didn't like the back at all of the of this look. I thought it was overworked, and I thought it took away from... I, I, okay, that's not true. I liked the part of the back, the top part of the back, mm-hmm. I liked. All yeah. the excess hanging fabric, I'm mm-hmm. like, why? Why does this person's, like shoulder blade need a train that rests on on, on, on on the models like buttocks like it. there's no need for this your shoulder blades don't need a train but <laughs> so that i didn't enjoy but i did love this whole thing yes also i thought um you know i always want clothing that has pockets but i think the pockets here seemed a little strange because they kind of hung out mm-hmm. wide um a little too much and i thought the jacket it actually seems also a little bit ill-fitting because it makes I mean, again this model is extra thin yeah right yeah so but the model looks like they have like uh i don't know how to say it it's not really pregnancy but they just look they have more of a belly than they actually do but but a belly that sits like higher up than the belly. <laughs> mm, yeah. There's like a little a little area that kind of puffs up somewhere yeah. above the belly. It's like I have a pooch or paunch up there. Yeah. Or she has like super, super thick abs, but just on top. <laughs> like she's worked right. out that one ab. <laughs> right, right. Only. <laughs> the top only. ab. She only works out right. her top ab. And so that's what you see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a top ab jacket. Yeah. Um, so... There are little things that I'm like, oh, okay. But overall, I thought wearing pants like that, shorts like that is very freeing. Hmm. Because you can look dressed up and you can like jump in and out of a bike, a cab, whatever. And you can, you just don't have to worry about your garment blowing all up in your face, you know. Um, So it's very controlled. So I I like that um, versatility. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think the collar, I really appreciated that the collar, did, the, the collar didn't have like uh, lapels or flaps, mm-hmm. but I think it needed to be a little higher, yeah. a little higher, maybe, maybe like, maybe closer, 
a little closer to like the, 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 the neck a little bit and not necessarily a motorcycle collar, but something maybe closer to that. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been good here. Yeah. Totally but agree. I thought it was interesting and the model looked good, walked good, was styled well. The hair of the model, like, you know, looks well with the outfit. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really. Did a good job. Really great. Um, okay. Next, we have Alexander. Yes. <laughs> so, what did you think of this? Trees love, at Midnight. I love this. So I love how Alexander's model, according to Alexander, is a pro. She walks it exactly the way I asked her to. Um, she comes out. She's a really good model, and I and I like. I like their I like their duo. Again, like I I I think it's a costume. <laughs> I still think it's a costume. He just can't help himself. The the leather is not the drapey kind of leather that is consistent enough to continue the length of this dress um in terms of the fabric. I think it drapes it's it's okay, but I think his model had to walk it a certain way so that it didn't bulk up. <laughs> <laughs> and so that it, it, it so that it looked fluid or flowed. So if we're thinking about this being an it is an evening wear garment. If we're thinking about this being a gown for someone who's not a model <laughs> and not such a great walker, this is a really hard dress to wear. But so on the cheat sheet, I did it. I put a close up of the top part so you could see some of the hand painted detail because you cannot see it on the runway. Um, I'm pretty sure some of the 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 I'm pretty sure the judges could see that. But I really appreciated this hand painting and I thought that was enough. I thought if he could finish it beautifully in the same fabric um, with the hand painting material, it would have been amazing. Um, just but with and he was already grounding it. But this fact, this need to do more things is just kind of holding Alexander back. <laughs> he was he was doing OK. But on top of that, I thought just like Ken, where I'm like, you made a, you made a, um, a disaster, not a disastrous choice. Let me not be dramatic. I'm like, you made the wrong choice of fabric. And I think with Alexander, this dress needed to have, needed to be brighter and needed to be a different color. Um, I think you can, if there's a way to evoke midnight, if that's your choice, then you're going to essentially die by your, um, by your color choice because it's, there's no way this could compete with, I don't know. Like, it's just like, it's such a normal color. It's such a, an expected evening color. So yeah. if my inspiration is trees through or gazing at stars through trees at, at twilight or midnight or something, I would have figured out another way of incorporating Navy because his work just really got lost in his color. So that's my only thing. I, I agree with it. And yet, I think it seems like one of the most cohesive things. Yes. Given all of that, yes. <laughs> it is also one of the most cohesive things that um, this candidate has done. Yes, it's really right? good. And the fit is incredible. They all she comment on it. Never looks so good. And he, and I think she's been a small the whole time. But yeah, no, I. Such a good dress. So. Yeah, just for runway flair, I was like a different color. Um, all right. Next we have Justin. And so we get a little bit more about, I think here where Justin talks about 
um, the water coming through rocks is his inspiration. Um, and so it's a, he says it's a larger and grander statement because he's really mostly concerned about not being safe. But I think with you talking about how you thought the whole dress would be in that lace, I, I agree. I think it's, I think most of it should have been in that lace and then perhaps underneath, you know, come up with some type of undergarment with the grays and it still could have worked as this play on water coming through rocks or this, this visualization of what he was trying to get at. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. This was also disappointing. I was like, Oh, okay. You went for something. You didn't have enough time to see it through. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's what happens. Um, yeah, this is like, yeah, it, I, I think disappointing is, is a good, is a good description. Um, next we have Dom. what do you think about this one? I wasn't into it. And it surprised me that I wasn't into it because I really had liked what I was seeing mm-hmm. up into the, into this point. Um, it, it just seemed really overworked. Did you like it? I was a little dis- disappointed because it's sort of looking like the other dress she made that landed her in the top. Oh. There's a lot of work up top. There's a lot of like right. good network, the bow tie, comp- the, the bow tie um, one where there's a lot of good work. And I thought she was like, I wanted it to be flowy, but tight. And I think she achieved that. And the, I think there's something about the neck work that um, if it had been a different fabric and also if, if something else had been done to the bottom, but I love the print. Like, I think it's a, it's a really, really good print. And I like the, the combination of the neck piece and the print, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think it was just a little too simple. So. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Great. It, it was it wasn't poorly made. It just it didn't really wow me. Yeah, same. All right. So, next we have Karen and her tent sunrise dress. And I have to say that when this walked down the runway, Heidi is shown <laughs> doing a head turn that looks like her body hates it. Yes. Not necessarily like I, she I, is I, comprehending I, that she hates it. It's like her body's like, no, no. She does a head like tilt like, huh? No. That was really funny. Yeah. Um, Karen loves this, but uh, I, I, we didn't, we haven't really seen any, any evolution from when Tim talked to her about this in, in the workroom. The only evolution is that she did do the ombre, but she only used one color and we can go back. Um, I'll recall, I didn't mention this during the workroom time, that she voiced her hesitancy about dyeing fabric and how big of a risk it was, and which is another clue that made me think that she was throwing out this ombre idea to Tim as if it was something that she was she was um, not going to do. And that she mm-hmm. only did it because Tim told her to, that it was necessary. Um, and the fact that she only did one color... <laughs> is um you know indicative of that that she was very a reluctant ombreer but it yeah. helped it it did it only did a good thing and i wish she had done more 
Yeah, agreed. So. Agreed. All right. Next we have Kate. Any any thoughts on this? It's a baby doll tool dress. Yeah, exactly. I sort of thought, oh my gosh, this this candidate has made many cool things up to here and now we get this like poofy thing that I don't understand. And yeah. I don't understand what I mean, it, it was fine, but also it was very poorly styled, like with those heels and that hair. And it's like, you know, it, it's a nude. I think it's a nude pump. Yeah, it's a nude uh, platform pump. Like yeah, a nude pump on a super short hemline is a moot point. <laughs> it's sort of like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, people are doing a lot of the nude pumps. Uh, this is, you know, again, I think these are definitely in style. And I agree. I just think it's, it felt like most of the work was done on the top part, which is incredibly interesting. Um, the the tool baby doll dress is, and only because I think the top part is so good. I'm going to use this word. Mm-hmm. The tool baby doll dress is complete bullshit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think Kate knew how easily she could have done this. So she spent all of her time doing this really intricate other thing. And I'm like, you could have figured out a way to do it, but not spend so much time with it, but still make something that was substantial underneath. And it's just kind of, I understand they only have not that much time, but it really took away from this top part that I think was really cool. Um Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I, I feel like I keep seeing it in reverse. Like I keep seeing it as like the poofy thing being a jacket and this mm. shiny cutout thing being the dress. Yes. You know, and, and that to me would be kind of more interesting where you have this like maybe slinky knee length cutout dress that has obviously some kind of fabric underneath. Yeah. But this like poofy jacket that plays with the proportion and plays against the texture of what mm-hmm. it's over. Yeah. Um, but like this, I feel like it's, it, it's a little silly yeah. for me, but it's just for my taste. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Go ahead. That's, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know why. Cause I just, I really like the top and I was just kind of was like, Oh man, she can do that. That's amazing. That's incredible. Um, it's just, yeah. Just paired. So unfortunately, all right, so next we have Jeremy as a finale um, with the with the bias cut dress and the peekaboo panel in the very middle. What did you think about this? Since um, again, you're you have fresh eyes. <laughs> I have fresh eyes, but but this is very tiresome, as far as I'm concerned. I was very bored by it. What did you think? I think that it kind of felt like it kind of like uh, Alexander and Jeremy kind of were echoing each other in a way. Like I, it, like the silhouettes are very similar, yeah. but with this, I thought it's very, very well done. I don't like Roberta's hair um, mm. kind of put up in this kind of messy short wig um, and also, we have said that, or or they have said to Jeremy that he's designing very Madame, and I thought the wig kind of not it didn't um, it didn't age her, but it sort of 
pushed her back in the 80s where it was a very, very dated point of styling, I would say. The dress yeah. didn't necessarily look 80s, but the hair took me back to the 80s. And yeah. then also, like, I didn't like the um, the color of the, of the panels that he put in that are... Um, like they're they're placed in a way where we see a we see her underwear we're seeing a, like we're seeing a lot of Roberta I'll say, um, and I I don't think I would have noticed the color so much if if the panels had been done a different way where um, there it could have been placed a little bit more strategically because it almost felt like the same effect of where like you know so, uh, like a woman in a fifties wearing pantyhose. Like it felt like pantyhose. It felt very, again, kind of this odd retro nod in a way, or it kind of like this cluelessness yeah. to styling or this cluelessness to how to use color and a cluelessness to um, how a woman is supposed to wear this. How Wait, uh, not specifically, I'll just say Roberta, like how Roberta is supposed mm -hmm. to wear this and how she's going to feel in it and, and translating it in a way where it's not taking away from the romance of your letter, but this kind of took away from it. I thought so. Totally. And I thought it was like, like a nightgown. It looked like yeah. an expensive nightgown with some kind of like, I don't know, romantic writing on it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, really? Like some kind of quote from something. Yeah. On it. Yeah. I didn't think, yeah, again, the writing was not graphically interesting at all. Um, love, love, but yeah. not graphically interesting. And it could be. All right. So that's the end of our runway. So it's time to see who's on the top and the bottom. And, and Heidi calls the following names. She calls Dom, Brayden, Kate, Helen, Miranda. And she stops because these are the safe people. I was so confused because I, I kind of thought that maybe Brayden was going to be on the bottom. I thought Helen was going to possibly be on top or something. So I thought this was our, our main people, but it's not. All right. So who right. who is left? Let's let's go through them here. So first we have Karen. Who says she's basically inspired by a tent. <laughs> And and then also offers in the effect of sunlight when you open up the the tent and la la la. Uh oh my gosh. So Heidi immediately starts with the heavy hitting. She looks trashy to me mm -hmm. because of the hair and she yeah. looks, she has a full on makeup and you can see like she's got a lot of makeup on. Um and I didn't notice this. I'm just like, oh, she just has like stage makeup on. But um, Heidi was not into it at all. Calls it a moo moo. And mm -hmm. um, Nina Garcia calls out the styling in other ways that I, I don't, I don't know if you noticed this, but I didn't notice it either. Where Nina's like, mm, so I am not sure if she is going to the beach or to the rodeo. It looks like right. a beachy dress, but then. Uh oh, she has on the boots, and I was like, "What are you doing, Karen?" Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Karen put on boots. It seems like I know. This seems like so. I wish I was at Coachella vibe. 
you know, yeah. which is totally weird to me, but it's like not the challenge. And Coachella, I mean, is that glamping? Probably. Now it you is. Know, it used to be actual camping. I'll just say, like as a as a person <laughs> from California who knows people who went to Coachella before it was cool, and I didn't go to Coachella because again, I don't like roughing it. And the early yes. days, Coachella was rough. <laughs> and I was like, "Excuse me, you I guys slept in a van the whole time." To go. Like, no. <laughs> no thanks. No. Yeah. But today, she could definitely show up to Coachella looking like this. I'll say. Well, I also feel like this is easily available. Yes. Right? This is not something that, this is not anybody's calling card. Mm-hmm. Because every designer has something like this in their collection. It's not a specific thing. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah, I think Heidi called it out pretty well. Yeah, I have nothing else really to say. They kind of like, they dunk on her for a bit. Um, they don't like the color. They think the color looks like more like runny eggs or Easter egg yellow, mm. which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. I like that kind of yellow. But again, it's a missed opportunity to talk about sunsets. It could have been gorgeous oranges or purples or anything like just a beautiful melange of, you know, colors down there. Could have been great. Yeah. All right, next we have uh, Jeremy. So Jeremy starts off talking about, he's like, so I was thinking of, you know, my space and position on this planet and the smallest essence of this space was my family. So I wrote a love letter to my husband and my children. And Heidi's like, oh, I want to read it. Let me read it. Everyone is swooning over Jeremy's dress. They love it. Why? 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 They love it. They love love. We all love love, or a lot of us do, but like this is just a super cliche. I think if you love love, you don't want a cliche. I agree. Like, it's the last thing you want is a cliche. And I love you know, but but I grew up I grew up in a home where, like, my dad has never, ever given my mom a dozen roses. Hmm. He always gives her 11 and tells her she's number 12. Ah! <laughs> and my my brother and I could never understand two things. Oh, okay, so you stopped bickering for that, number one. And number two, like how does this gag work year after year? Like, this is not a surprise. This is, this is like totally expected. This is boring, you know? So I look at this dress and I'm like, this is boring. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, 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 I think that's so, so funny because I, I mean, because even thinking about that, like love letters, Man, I wouldn't, I, w- I, in thinking about the graphic nature of it, it could have been something private. Because I'm just trying to think about what could have been uncliche about this. And I'm thinking, like, it, it could have been left private. Like, it could have been something that really is genuinely a, um, a note that was inspired from where he was and sent he puts it in the mail and send and actually sends it to his family and sends it to his husband 
or writes it out on this piece of wonderful fabric and then mails that to his husband. But then um, you can still have that sentiment be so romantic just by maybe like nodding to something that looks like calligraphy, but it, it doesn't really say anything. It's not, you know, not necessarily to be read. Like it makes it a literal dress. It's, you know, just sort of writing it straight on to there makes this dress this interesting document, but I don't really, you know, it's it's not necessarily romantic. Um, But what I love is, is Zach's description of it. He's like, oh, sonnet chic. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes. It's so, I just, I kind of loved how it inspired the judges, I would say, in terms of what they loved about it. That was more interesting to me than the actual dress because Nina Garcia, she's like, oh, oh, I am crazy about those buttons on this side, the buttons. And then we have like Amanda Williams saying like, oh, yeah, I like the buttons, too. And then everyone else just kind of is really into this, um, like his handwriting, his handwriting is like, oh, calligraphy. Oh, a cursive. It's just them going bananas over it was was kind of wonderful to see I was to say um okay next Ken <laughs> Ken's still there Ken's inspiration was sitting by the river uh with his sketchbook and looking up and seeing the cliffs and being inspired by that striation and by um th- that structure I'll say so that's what is chunked up on that model's chest is <laughs> Ken's Ken's um structure interpretation or interpretation of that structure of those rocks and oh my god nina garcia kind of interrupts him <laughs> with b o r i n g boring and i'm like was nina garcia a cheerleader oh my god like, <laughs> like a trolling cheerleader from the sideline my god what a burn from nina garcia and she Follows it up with, and I'm sorry, like with her Nina, I am sorry, but I am not thrilled with this look. It is very heavy. The boulder structure on her chest is overpowering this dress. I, I mean, she's like, and the styling and the hair and makeup. It is very 80s, this dress. She does not like it. It doesn't mm. go down well. Um, What I did appreciate was Heidi trying to, because... They all know that Ken doesn't like any negative feedback. Um, and so she's trying to get to him. She's like, okay, so so do you understand what we mean by it's heavy up here? Are, are you are you seeing that? And so there's an actual moment of Heidi trying to connect with, with Ken. Yeah. With the negative feedbacks. So like, I want to make sure that you're understanding what we're saying because you, you tend to shut down. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think what gets through is Ken hearing Zach Posen say, oh, you're camouflaging your own work. Yep. And I think that's something that Ken understood, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I thought it was the most constructive thing that Zach Posen has said. So right. What, what Zach said before, frog queen. It's frog, like, like, not, fuck off. Frog what queen. does that mean yeah like, that, means, that means a lot of things exactly <laughs> and also there's nothing queen about this dress Mm-mm. you know it's like frog secretary or something like I know. that you know? like are you kidding yeah in a sheath anyway right like frog like 
um, cocktail hostess yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, all right. Next we have Alexander whose inspiration was, yeah. So I was like sitting at a campfire at night, like looking at the stars. <laughs> and I realized that I was looking through a silhouette of the trees. <laughs> oh my God. Essentially, um, this dress is trees at midnight, trees at midnight. So, <laughs> Oh gosh. Um, I love Alexander. They love this dress and they love the fit. And, um, they're, and and what I what is interesting is that uh oh gosh Williams I'll just call her sorry the the guest judge um Williams yes likes the leather loves it. and loves says it. the magic word she goes I actually do like the leather I think it grounds it and I was like that is your next Oscar dress or wherever you do Emmys your your TV actress like yeah no this is your Emmy dress um whether you like it or not because I think I think you have gained a fan in Alexander because you get him you get him with this grounding part mm -hmm. what do you think about this I thought I thought that was an interesting moment but I, I thought the dress was actually a, I think it's a breakthrough moment for for Alexander yeah okay and do you know why specifically or or because of the consistency in terms of the, yes. the concept okay yeah yeah. Because of the coherence, mm -hmm. because of it's, it doesn't seem overly overdone, mm -hmm. and it's a little bit more muted. Yeah, it is. You know, it's not the sort of like, um, <laughs> uh, kind of jazzed up stuff that we've seen from from Alexander before, mm -hmm. where where often there's a lot of fabric, there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of like overly done, overly thought, you know things this seems a little bit more structured mm -hmm. yeah totally all right so next we have justin and they ask justin about his inspiration he was just like i was fascinated by i was sitting next to the river and f i was fascinated by how the water interacted with the rocks and kind of you know the breakwater happening through them and wanted to translate that into the garment and Heidi off the bat, she's like, I am not a huge fan of this. What, what is this lace stuff? Like, what is that? And Justin tries mm -hmm. to explain it's the glue gun. And I decided to use this technique and play around with it because in the past I've just been too safe. And I want to push myself and create the illusion of water by using this glue lace technique. And Heidi Klum, I feel like, who is like, she says it's borderline Halloween costume from an expensive place. And I was just like, uh-oh, from the queen of Halloween, Heidi Klum, she probably has seen something like this. She's probably speaking from direct experience where she's like, I only go to expensive places. But at this point, you know, even more iconic with in terms of how she gets ready for Halloween, you know, follow her on Instagram if you're not, because it's crazy. The, just how intricate she gets with her Halloween um, outfit. So I thought of, this was a, a very interesting way of, of um, critiquing this outfit. But um, Nina Garcia goes out of, like, she just can't help herself. Like Nina Garcia, I feel like is only compelled to say these types of things when she really needs to say it. She's like, J -J -J uh, Justin, it looks the, the lace technique. It just, it just looks like a foaming vagina. And yeah, it comes which, off, which it quite does not. It but does whatever. not. It's just 
it's just sort of near her her hip bone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot of it. It, if anything, it looks, it does look like foam. It's supposed to look like foam. Yeah. So, um, what were your thoughts before I go on like way too long? No, no, I actually agreed with what you said, and I thought that it was not a a good look. But I think that, I think that Justin achieved probably the most difficult part. Yes. Of this of this dress, which was getting that glue to look like foam. But just maybe didn't do enough of it. Didn't do enough of it. Yeah. I yeah. I think he stopped to make a structured outfit, like was too worried about. I would say, OK, you know, I, I have railed on Kate's outfit because the thing that she spent the most time on was so successful that she strategically thought about an underpiece that was like a throwaway that she knew she could finish because she was really focused on the intricacy of cutting out that vinyl. And I think Justin lacked that, didn't do it, um, made too much work for himself with the garment that was going to go around it to represent the rocks when it mm. should have been more about the foam. So, yeah. 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 Um, all right. Next, we have Alexandria, who I loved her thesis statement here. I loved her artist um, pitch where she mm. was just like, well, you know, I was really like um, – inspired by like the whole like glamping of it all because glamping is sort of like modern camping and so I wanted to just you know modernize the basics so I have this jacket and I made into a modern jacket and I have these pants and I made into some modern pants so yeah so she just <laughs> I just I loved her concept of the whole exp- the like the underlying thing for them to be there is that the concept of glamping is what I'm going to, is the concept of my outfit, just modernizing the basics. I just was like, brilliant. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was a great, great, great concept. It's so painfully Scandinavian, though. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's so like, everything is basic and minimal and everything, it goes with everything I already have. <laughs> Which is great. It's a great wardrobe strategy. Yeah. I follow that strategy. I don't really buy anything that doesn't play well with my, with what I already have, right? Yes. But it's sort of like, okay, it is very painfully minimalist at the same time, you know, which does not really get addressed here. It's like, oh, you did separates. Yeah. It looks modern. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, that jacket could have used some pockets instead of a, a, a shoulder blade train, you know? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think, I think the minimalist out, a minimalist thing does get lost in the embellishments to these basic pieces. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that Nina Garcia loved that. She's like, oh, I love that the pants look like long johns. So I get the connection there because I don't think, I don't think Alexandra said long johns, but everyone is getting that vibe from it. So yeah, I really appreciated that. Yeah. And also that Zach Posen is like, okay, Alexandria, I don't like a poopy pants, but these, I love them. The chambray denim. I love it. Felt so sophisticated. Felt like sportswear. I'm so impressed. And what was great here are the cutaways to the other designers who are kind of shocked at this positive feedback that Alexandria is getting. Because everyone's just like, I don't get it. Like these pants are just so so weird it's 
so so ridiculous and also like we've seen like alexandra has become sort of a loner in this experience um which i think her attitude and how she's kind of trudging through also is kind of correct me if i'm wrong it feels also kind of scandinavian as well um just sort of um the like yeah kind of like non like no nonsense but also just not really into the i would say frivolity of the workroom yes. especially yes. after coming from the camp site where people seem to be like really into you know spending a little bit more prancy time with each other and alexandra's like nope i'm here to win so yeah she's yeah i think alexandra is feeling low and just kind of probably still reeling from Ken being kind of rude to yeah. her, yeah, you know, a little bit, yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot going on, but okay. So that so is she our last one? I think so. Yeah, yeah. she's our last person. All right. So we follow the designers for just a, but just very briefly backstage because they update the other safe designers and you know, kind of talk about who's on the top and who's on, on, on bottom. Karen is sobbing <laughs> because <laughs> she thinks the judges were yelling at her. She goes like, Heidi, like screamed at me and said that my outfit was trashy. And I was like, Oh, does that sound like screaming to you? It's really interesting. But, um, so Justin is rightfully upset <laughs> because he's just, he's glad he took the risk. He's just, everyone's just kind of emotional. He's glad that he's he's saying he's glad he took the risk, even though it landed him on the bottom. Um, all right, so it's time for too close and personal, and I didn't write down any major moments here. I just wanted to point out the one time that Zach Posen and Tim Gunn are ever going to connect ever hmm. is over the poopy pants. They both yes. dislike a crotch, a crotch, a drop crotch. Um, Tim hates it. Zach hates it. But they both like Alexandria's pants. So I just thought this was a wonderful moment because, again, I will repeat it as often as I can. Tim Gunn does not like Zach Posen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Tim comes out like, Zach, Zach, I have to say, I have to say, I'm so <laughs> with you on the drop crotch pant. But this it's fabulous. I was one over too. I was one over too. I just, I just really like that moment. <laughs> that Tim is overcoming his hatred of Zach Posen to agree. All right. Or, yeah, or at go least ahead. playing, playing nicely. Yes. Playing nicely. Very nicely. I, I yeah. yeah, I liked it. Which is good. Um. Also, just a note in describing Karen's outfit, Nina Garcia goes snooze fast. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Love that. <laughs> Fact, facts. Facts. Hashtag facts. <laughs> All right. Anything else to say about too close and too personal? No. Okay. All right. So let's go to decision time. I'm calling it decision time. So we bring all of the high and low scoring designers back on the stage and we have a winner straight away. And Patricia, who is this week's winner? This week's winner is Alexandria. Yeah. So Alexandria oh. is in on top. Yes. From the bottom <laughs> to the top. Yes. Um, she goes backstage and very nonchalantly is just like, I won. 
Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't feel so bad about myself, and I can focus on what I'm going to do next. <laughs> yes. She's moving on. Yeah. We have um, Jeremy and Alexander, who probably thought that the one was between them. Yes. They leave the stage. <laughs> They're like, "Excuse me, what? What? Dumbfounded. <laughs> what?" <laughs> And I bet Alexander's like, wait, so is Alexandria now my competition? My God. Right. I have to think about Separatist competition. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we have Ken who is safe. So it's between Karen and Justin and Patricia. Who is out? In this episode, we say goodbye to Justin. Yes. So Karen leaves the stage, goes back. I've never been bottom right justin has never been on the no, bottom justin i don't think has ever even been in front of the judges i would like yeah. to say um yeah and you know karen leaves goes backstage everyone's really shocked <laughs> to see karen <laughs> and not justin yeah. and um justin makes like this really wonderful heartfelt speech um before he um before heidi comes over and it's just like listen i'm honored to be on the show and especially being a deaf person um i'm i'm glad i was able to to show what i could do and he's like i'm not ready to go home i definitely have much more to say but um goes back to the workroom i mean sorry back to the green room or the waiting room and slowly closes the door behind him and it's just a huge cry fest it's a very i would say like a a very um a very drawn out bereavement where everyone embraces him. Everyone comes around and hugs, hugs Justin. And Tim comes in behind and sort of like uh, takes out a handkerchief. And I, and I wrote in my notes, like, of course, Tim Gunn has a handkerchief. So takes out his handkerchief because he's also crying and just sort of like lets the designers say their goodbyes, um, which are mostly like I love yous where they're sitting around and they're they're talking to to Justin in the sign that they learned um and saying like I love you and and it's just oh it's just a wonderful moment so it really is but something happens so Tim Gunn goes uh I have something important to say and it has nothing to do with the fact that you are one of the sweetest people to ever be on Project Runway it has to do with your talent and in the fact that I believe in your talent and that I believe you just need a little bit more time here. I'm using my Tim Gunn save. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it just, it was like, you know, okay. So, so Patricia, let me know your thoughts on this. You are our, you're our fresh face and our fresh eyes to this. So what was your thought in this moment? My thought was, that was no mic drop. That was a crotch drop. Ah! <laughs> it was like, wait to go, Tim. This is how it's done. <laughs> and I think it's true. I think this is someone who, yes, you need more time here. And it's a really great way to reward risk. Because the thing that was the hardest thing Justin actually achieved and just literally needed more time. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I love how, you know, what was really powerful about this episode for me was how everybody used silence in their sobbing session when Justin came back into the waiting room or whatever they call that, the back room. Mm -hmm. Um, And everybody was just like, we have no words and you can't hear them anyway. So we're just going to move towards you. Yeah. And that was really touching for me. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many times I've seen this episode. I always cry during this one. I always cry. Yeah. Um, And this is the moment when I'm like, oh, my God, Miranda's still here. Like, how? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, how is Miranda still here? Like, (laughs) yeah, I kind of thought about like, my God, Karen's still here, you know, just in this. Go ahead. Yeah. Didn't Karen have immunity? No. Jeremy. Jeremy had immunity. Right. Jeremy had immunity. Okay. Got it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because the philosophy behind <clears throat> the Tim Gunn save is, or is it the philosophy or ideology? Um, it, whatever the rules are for him that he's made for himself is, if I disagree with the judges. Mm-hmm. So logic <laughs> can go, um, I disagree with the judges. Therefore, I, I mean, and it doesn't necessarily mean that he thought Karen should have gone home. Mm-hmm. But it definitely can be interpreted that way. And if I were Karen, I would have interpreted it that way. So my feelings would have been kind of hurt. But um, also being like, well, holy shit, I need to up my game. Like Tim, Tim thought I deserved to go home. Oh, my God. Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully Karen wakes up or 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 not. But but yeah, between Karen and Miranda, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Know. We have some, some more like, what do you call it? Fodder or chaff? Yes, yeah. more chaff to get rid of. So yeah. All right. Oh my gosh. Any other final words, Patricia, about this episode? No, no. It's man. been my favorite episode so far. Yeah, I mean, I mine too. I man, I'm I'm so. I, yeah, this is such a refreshing ending, and I I'm I made a note to say that at the end, Tim continues to take care of them. He was like, "Let's go outside and get some air." And just what what a loving, loving, loving episode um, we got to get. Um, a, it's still a very emotionally uh, complex episode because of tension in the workroom. But we got to see so much more process in many different ways. And I just love that from the very beginning to the end, we got to see how the designers took out their inspiration in a different way from a common subject and how they got to execute it and you know, come through some challenges. It's just great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that is the end of this episode. Um, Patricia, do you have anything yes. to share with our listeners? And can you remind them how to find you on the interwebs? Yeah, not much to share this week. Um, it's been a week. <laughs> so um, I can be found on, on online with... Um, on Instagram and Twitter with the same username, um, Sense and Sight, that's Common Sense and Optical Sight, S-E-N-S-E-A-N-D-S-I-G-H-T. And what about you, Inez? Where can we find you in the web worlds? Yeah, you can find me um, 
Yeah. Also on our Instagram and Facebook pages and on my personal accounts at Ernaz, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E. And also, you know, I have been neglecting to share that I'm in I'm in a couple of shows. So I'm in a show in Cleveland at, the, at Transformer Station for um, one um, it's a it's a photo sh- it's a show of photo based artists who who make unique pieces, and one of my photograms is there, and I went there for an interview and my interview is up on the website. So I I talked a little bit about the piece that's in the show and then I also talked about my process in general, and it's really helpful because we're in the U.S. Uh, state by state we're doing different lockdown orders or responding differently to this pandemic in Ohio or at least Cuyahoga um, County where uh, transformation is Cleveland. I'll just say Cleveland is, is, is um, on, sh- on shutdown. So the gallery is, is closed to visitors, but the online um, portion of the site I think is really still very accessible. And another thing I've neglected to talk about is that I've also <laughs> in a show at the Elizabeth foundation for the arts because I was, I've been in residency there through this pandemic and our culminating exhibition is up right now. And it's a hybrid exhibition because when we started planning this, we didn't know what the world was going to look like. We're like, is anyone able, ever going to be able to see art in, in person? Um, we also have in our residency program, one of my fellow residents, um, Jordan Lord, who is an artist, filmmaker, who works around notions of accessibility and Jordan has worked with our web people to make our exhibition accessible online. So if you go online, if you're not able to make it to the space because of health or because of, um, because of geography, we're in New York City and not everyone lives here. We understand we're not the center of the universe. Um, and also in terms of access, like if, you, if you're, it's not safe for you for health purposes or you're not able to because of ability, then online we have a bunch of images. So if you, if um, for people who are able to view the images, you can see them. But we also have read our artist statements, and Jordan has lovingly described all of the pieces in the show to a T. But from the perspective of someone who's like a body going through there, and Jordan has never been the space. Um, they're not able to to go. So the way they've described it is um, to to give a place a feeling and and feeling of texture and mood as well. And they're beautiful descriptions and they're also reading them. So there's audio of Jordan. There's audio of each of the artists um, reading their statements. So there's a visual and audio and um, you try to make it as haptic as a, as a website can be like as like textured as we can make the show because we had in our mind that we want to make this um, accessible. And so I thought about this because of this, of uh of this episode <laughs> with Justin and and thinking about um ableness and different um and accessibility and differently able people and what is wonderful is that I haven't really thought explicitly about the website um because working with Jordan it's become sort of like second nature to think about whether or not these things are accessible so that's I'll put the link there and also I have issues of sharing my work <laughs> so I'm trying to get better about that also but I'm incredibly incredibly proud of both of these shows that I'm a part of so um yeah so there um that's it that's all other than that that's it again like (laughs) happy holidays just happy days I don't know y'all um happy 2020 just 
again, hopefully you guys are as well as you can be at the moment and taking care of yourselves and your loved ones. And um, so, so, so happy to have y'all as workroom listeners. So um, thank you for spending parts of 2020 with us. (laughs) And um, I guess I won't be back until the the new year, right? With all the dates and stuff. So I, I will see everybody in the new year. And so, yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Happy, happy days. All right. So um, <laughs> until the next time we meet again, <laughs> we'll both say goodbye. Bye. Bye.